I am, of course, going to uh, remind everyone, as I always usually, most often, probably do, that you need to go to HankStrange.com, get up on our email list. Uh, Lola is always uh, putting out those... Um, those newsletters. If you look around the website as well, you'll see different tabs. There's a merchandise tab there. If you want to get the Lot Lao shirt, it will show you how exactly where to get to on Ballistic Ink. So you can get up on the uh, the Magnum Boogaloo shirt right here that I'm rocking right now. Um, and as well on HankStrange.com, guess what? You can get you some patches from uh, the Hank Strange patches. So we got like the Super Suit with Blaster. This is the broadcasting patch that we have right there. When these are done, that's it. They become collector's editions. If you get them now, you'll get, we'll send out a gun vote sticker from the NSSF to all the folks out there. Let's see. Right now, we've got Walter in here. We're also supposed to, Walter's obviously from Safety Harbor Firearms. We're all supposed to have, also supposed to have Jeremy Deadman of um, X Tech Tactical. Joining us, I think he had some car troubles, so he's going to be a little bit late. We are going to keep calm and carry on, you know, as we usually do. So I'm going to hit the open right now. Please smash the thumbs ups out there. Share this with your friends. I know we're being like super ghosted on uh, the YouTubes these days. Let me hit the button and start all of this off. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation. Boom! Lifestyle. Subscribe, and thumbs loaded. up, ring the bell as Walter is doing so you can be notified every time we go live. There, where's the bell, Walter? You just, that was a little, we don't even get to see it. We don't even get to see it. Oh. There you go. Hopefully no one had on headsets and they were turned all the way up. Uh, <laughs> that's Walter Keller of Safety Harbor Firearms. Uh, big shout out to Walther Arms for uh, sponsoring the show, of course. Uh, we appreciate their support here. This is episode 659 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Uh, as I said, our guest is going to be Jeremy of X-Tech Tactical. And Walter, Jeremy's going to probably be in here a little bit late. I don't even know if he's listening to us, but you all are listening to us, and we appreciate you uh, joining yeah. us here on this fine Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Um Shout out to everyone who's out there. Like I said, as you guys are coming in here, smash the thumbs ups. Uh, I'll throw up the people who have been waving and thumbs upping. Randy Peacock, Jay Grew out there, uh, Michael Avins. You know, there you go. <clears throat> Dirty Sailor says we're live. Um, Chris Bullis says keep calm and lot loud. <laughs> CB, <laughs> CB says lot loud also. You know what Lot Lao means, right, Walt? Lifestyles of Locked and Loaded. Oh, look at that, man. You're so well-trained. You're so well-trained. We yeah. got you. We got you on lock. Uh, All Thumbs says, yo, everyone. Uh, let's see who we got. Kermit Loves Bacon. If anyone needs if anyone needs a shout-out, let us know. Shooting Gallery Any, also out there as well. Shout-out to all those people. Dirty Sailor. Dirty Sailor. Dirty Sailor, yeah. Uh, Chris Winslet out there. Night Train says, I'm present. So there you go. What's up with you, Walter? What have you been up to? Today was just work, you know, in the work. shop. Yeah. 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 Nothing too exciting. Was it a rainy um, day? It was kind of overcast um, here. Yeah. It, 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 we had a, we had a, a, like a one, one, one thunderstorm. And, okay. um, and it rained for a while and it was pretty much over with. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not all day. Yeah. Shout out to Tyvin. I see the Tyvin show out there. 
Tyburn. Yeah, what's Ty, what's Tyburn up to? I don't know if he. Uh, I know his car was burning down the last time we were talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. I'm, I don't know what state of repair it's in now. Um. So yeah, you are you still putting up the roof or something in the shop? No lights. I'm waiting on. I ordered twelve more of those lights. So I'm, I'm waiting for those to arrive before okay. I. But okay. uh, but the ones that I did put up make a visible difference when you're near them. So. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm cool. looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Okay, so it so it's going to be more fuel, uh, not fuel efficient, energy efficient. Well, yes, that that mm-hmm. yes, it will be. That's but that's mm-hmm. not the main reason. The main reason mm-hmm. is the the fluorescents are starting to one by one die. Okay. And and the bulbs are old and they're losing their, you know, they're losing their their brightness. The so fizz, yeah, the fizz. Yeah. 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 You know. So we'll 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 come into the twenty first century, as I was told. Yeah. And. Um, Get some LED ones, and they're relatively inexpensive in the big, big schema thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and the new ones they make nowadays last like what seven years or some crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, I don't know how many. How? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe. I know. As Grandpa Kelly used to say, "I don't believe it's you." I don't believe any of that crap. <laughs> you remember when the fluorescent screw-in fluorescent bulbs came out, <laughs> yeah. and they were supposed to last twenty years or right, 10 years never. or whatever? Yeah, and I said, "Give it a, about two years, and boom, gone." See ya. Yeah, not the ones uh, I was getting from Home Depot. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I do remember that. Len Holt says, how are the barrels coming along, Walter? Are you still having barrel issues? I know I was trying to link you up with some barrel dudes. Did you? No, ever- I, I, I have about 44 barrels right at the moment being profiled, and I got another 16 today um, mm-hmm. that are chambered. I need to get them over to be profiled. So probably look in a couple – couple three weeks and we'll start putting some stuff together so mm-hmm. okay yeah it's coming along yeah and i gotta get some drawings out to those people i haven't done it yet but i'll, I'll try yeah. to do it tomorrow before i okay yeah because i met the guys from shaw barrels that have been making barrels for over a hundred years right um and uh they make 50 50 uh bmg barrels as well so maybe we'll get them on the show here uh one of these days you know okay we'll talk barrel stuff uh, Tyvin Show says, Walter, didn't I send you LED lights? Yes, you did. Those were four-footers, and we used all of those. We've used every single one of those, and they work wonderful. Okay. But these go. are eight-footers that I put up. I put I put up eight-footers. Yeah. So, um, I see John Crump is out there as well uh, in the chat. Yeah. Um, did you see the news from Ammoland since we got uh, John? We, we got. Did you see the news? About the, NSS, about the other companies? Yeah, so here, let me um, here, let me roll this in here for a second. Uh, Amoland, leaks show, this is by John Crump, like I said, leaks show multiple companies targeted over pistol braces in history of ATF hostility. And it has uh, Kevin uh, Bringingham uh, with uh, ATF is bracist, which was a funny post that he did on uh, IG, I think. I thought that was funny. And he said, and it, the, it goes on to say, in 2019, according to sources at the BATF, former Department uh, Assistant Director of Enforcement Programs and Services, which is a long freaking title, Curtis yeah. W. Gilbert discussed pistol braces at multiple meetings with other ATF employees. And then it goes on here, and then it says, uh, uh, QLC is the only company to go public that the ATF sent it a cease and desist letter 
over a firearm with a pistol brace, multiple sources have confirmed that the ATF has served additional companies with similar cease and desist letters. The ATF believes that certain manufacturers have pushed past the legal boundaries of what is considered a pistol brace. Uh, while Land News was able to verify that the ATF has recently sent out letters to other manufacturers, it has not obtained the names of the targeted companies. It is not clear if these companies have received their cease and desist letters or if they will get the same 60-day stay as Q. Um, so what do you think about that, Walt? Uh, well, if one got it, they all should get it because the person who put the cease and desist letter out was really not authorized to do that. I agree with that. Yeah, in terms of the yeah, in terms of the suspension of hostilities. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. lawyers are usually from not my well, my experience was a little different, but somebody mm -hmm. else I know who was being threatened by ATF for something really minor. Mm -hmm. And and they they made it sound like everything was okay, then all of a sudden he gets bad letters in the mail. Mm -hmm. Um once the lawyers got involved, mm -hmm. um all of a sudden people started playing nicer. Mm -hmm. Um and they backed off. You know, so I don't know if that's what's happened in this case. I think this thing with this person who wrote the letter, who's really not supposed to be the person who writes the letter. Yeah, because they're enforced. Um, they're not. Um, they're not tech branch, right? They're enforcement special agent, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You know, in Boston, um, the Boston guy. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think that has something to do with it, too. I mean, I don't know that for sure. Other people will probably confirm or deny that mm -hmm. at some point. I have a feeling that the bigwigs um, made this guy write the letter so no, so they could, so they, so they weren't the ones of the, the focus of the uh, bad, uh, the bad juju. You know what I mean? You think that was political? Yeah, I think they that guy was the uh, they're covering uh, their butt. <laughs> that was a, he was the sacrificial lamb, I guess we'll say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just an idea. Just an yeah. idea. It's possible. Right. I think that's possible. Um, John Crump says, where's Jeremy? Jeremy, yes, he's late to his own show. <laughs> but I think he had some car troubles, so we should get him in here. He's probably coming in late. And also, um, John Crump says, can you give Matthew a shout-out? Shout-out to young Matthew Crump. Matthew. You, Yay. you rock. Take your little butt yeah. and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, be good. Let your daddy uh, have some time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Crump says he has the name of one company. I don't know if he's going to share that with us or not. Uh, or was this a company? Uh, Richardson. Oh, yeah. I, I well, that's Marvin. No, he, I think he's talking about a person. I think he's talking about oh. someone at the ATF, assistant yeah. director to the ATF. Mar Marvin Richardson. That's I think he's talking about. Yeah. Um, um, who I met I met with when we were there. I was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so, uh, okay. Uh, there's a question here from Axe Warrior. <laughs> Uncle Mike. This is a silly question. I think I, let me, let me go to the brace thing and then I'll come back to that. Alex okay. Morris says, speaking of braces, when is the resupply of KES brace for MP? 5k which i know you answered in the chat yeah. but what's well we are we are machining parts as actually uh all day today and then probably around midnight 10 o'clock someone else is showing up and firing up the mill and running all night so yeah yeah 
stuff is stuff is being made. We're just making a bunch at one time, so it's taking a little time. So yeah, yeah. And I think that I hope that the other companies, and so far as these other companies that are getting letters, um, I hope that these companies aren't trying to make like backroom deals, and they will, you know, they will come out and let people know that they have this, and then all band together and fight the ATF and lock down this kind yeah. of nonsense. That's uh, yeah. out there from the ATF. All, all I got to say is, people, people, the people in the chat, the people out in the world, mm -hmm. uh, write the call, write the White House, email them, email your senators, email everybody you can think mm -hmm. of, and tell them that this this is really bad stuff that they do. Mm -hmm. um, be polite, don't be a turd. You know, you might you don't want to get a knock on your door, mm -hmm. um, and you know, let your let your opinion be known. So, because the more people that do that, and the more the more they get, the the more attention it'll uh, it'll it'll more heat it'll put on ATF. I think. So. Yeah. Um, and let AT, let ATF know that you think this is stupid. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, but be polite. Just, mm -hmm. just be polite. You know, you don't want to have a fire at your house. Accidentally. Yes, and also, as I said earlier, and in the the you know taking the risk of being redundant. Hashtag gun vote. Yeah, I need that's to go out and vote. To you. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's the NSSF, my advice. <laughs> the NSSF is the one who puts out the gun stickers. I'm a member of the NSSF. You almost have to be to to go to the shot show. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be, but you get it. Get you got preference in in your table picking back in the old days when you were a National Shooting Sports Foundation member. Mm -hmm. So um, um, they do good stuff, but it's a lot of fuddly stuff, you know. Yeah. And a lot of corporate types and suits and, you know, yeah. um, not real, I mean, uh, not real shooters, not not NFA type people, you know, people that shoot machine guns and mm -hmm. black rifles and a lot of. Uh, From what I heard, the uh, guys at NSSF like to uh, go go golfing and stuff like that. I don't know if they're really. Well, it's it, there's a lot of social. Uh, yeah. 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 A lot of that stuff. They're not big on. shooters. They're not big shooters. No. Yeah. Um, you know, um they they really the 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 largest growing sector of the shot show they were against the whole time the black rifles you know as, um, uh, law enforcement mm -hmm. was always the uh, the black the redhead stepchild at, mm -hmm. at shot show because you know they were they were pushing the duck calls and the hunting shotguns and all that stuff mm -hmm. but everybody wants to go and see the cool stuff you know mm -hmm. the suppressors mm -hmm. and the and all the military type mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. and um you know they've resisted that forever so mm -hmm. um Bless their hearts. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have to have Shot Show, or it doesn't have to be Shot Show. We could all do that somewhere else under a different name. Um, and yeah. one of the things, you know what's funny? I saw that Rob Pincus, which I think Pincus is coming on. Is Pincus coming on this week, Lola? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Oh, actually, yes. Pincus is coming on tomorrow, Walter. Guess what? Huh? Did you see the video from like that NFAC, the last NFAC thing that happened? You looked at any of that video? I didn't actually watch the video. <laughs> oh. well, okay, bless your heart. <laughs> well, I, I kind of knew what it was about after it was described to me 500 times, yeah. Here's the thing. If you look at that video, there's a guy who, when the guy who ended, there's someone who comes in there and puts hands on the gun, puts the gun down, takes it away from the guy, right? And yeah. I thought that was a cop. That guy actually reached out to me. He's not a cop. He happens to be a three percenter. And he was there doing security at that event. And he's also coming on tomorrow to talk about that stuff. So we're going to have Pincus and that dude tomorrow. How do you like them apples? Well, those apples sound pretty good. Yeah. 
So in so far now as the NSSF and SHOT Show, uh, Pankus, I saw, was posted an article, which I'm going to try to pull up here, because I thought it was interesting, and I was saying to myself, hmm, how exactly... Uh, let's see, here it goes. This is from 3 News in Las Vegas. I'll put it up here for people who want to see that. It says, Clark County details requirements for large gatherings at events and trade shows. Um, and I saw Pincus posted this in a SHOT Show thing. Um, Las Vegas, uh, Clark County has released a detailed look at what's required in order to hold large events and conferences amid the COVID-19 breakout. Uh, a uh -huh. county spokesperson says large gatherings plan submission guide will apply to all of Clark County in each of its cities, Las Vegas, Henderson, North Las Vegas, Mesquite, and Boulder. Under the state's new emergency directive, events with a seating capacity of 2,500 or more will be <laughs> capped at 10% of total capacity to host more than 250 people. There's going to be no shot show. Yeah. How, how, do, you, how do you do that? When there's 25, 30,000, 40,000 yeah, 10% people. is all the people who are exhibiting. That's more, no. It's not, I mean, that's, yeah, it's probably, there. there's more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it says trade shows, conferences, conventions, and other gatherings with more than 250 people will be capped at a total of 1,000 attendees. So that's smaller, <laughs> that's smaller shows. You can only have 1,000. <laughs> I mean, there's a thousand people in a restaurant in Las Vegas. There's a thousand people in, in the when they're coming and going in the morning. There's a thousand people in twenty feet of the of the yeah. hallway. So, uh, what's the usual shot show thing? Because they're saying anything over twenty five hundred, you can only have ten percent. So, usually a shot show, how many people is it? The whole time, or or in a yeah, day? Yeah, when we when we go to shot show, how many people do they say? Yeah, what's the average of people? Think, it doesn't have to be the highest number. I think they always tout that they had like 45,000 visitors or something like that, somewhere in that number like that or okay. more. Yeah, so let's that say may... 50. Let's round it up yeah. to 50. So that would be 5,000 people. So they can only be 5,000 people at the convention, basically. Well. Yeah. I, yeah so what companies I, are getting banned because <laughs> – it's not looking good. Uh, so, so here's the thing. Here's a list. There's a whole list of stuff. Um, and let me see. I think if you guys want to see this, I could share this. Can I share this? Let me see. Boom. Okay, I'll share that with people. And here, Walter. Actually, I'll put this in the chat so you or our okay. little internal chat so you okay. can take a look at it as well if you want to um, do that and take a look at it here. But I will read from it while you're doing that. Um, so... It says here, Clark County says the following steps will be required, uh, though the list is not meant to be exhaustive. So <laughs> I'm not, not sure. But uh, plan, uh, number one, plan must address how the event organizer will confirm that attendees do not have any COVID-19 symptoms. <laughs> so You can't. Yeah, I don't know. So, two, designate a licensed or certified medical professional who must always be located on site. Okay, good luck. That's a massive site, so that's going to be that's going to be right there about a uh, hundred, couple hundred people. 
Three, designate primary contact from the event organizer that will be responsible for collecting and retaining names and contact information for all attendees for 60 days following the gathering or event to assist the local health authority with contact tracing should there be a positive case identified from the gathering event. Well, I don't know a lot of gun guys that are going to want to be part of this stupid contact tracing nonsense. Including myself. I don't want Vegas putting me on some stupid list. Yeah, because Vegas is a, a leftist-run outfit. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember the last time I was in, in Vegas for the last SHOT Show, Lola and I went to an event there. Um, it, was, it was actually an Olight thing. Everyone don't get up in arms. <gasps> but it, it was an Olight thing that they invited us to. We went into the hotel... And Lola had on like a gray backpack and I had a black backpack. And they said that my backpack had to be searched, but not hers. And I yeah. was like, forget it. I don't need to be here. You know, after, I mean, it, it wasn't that easy. I, I, there was some cursing on my part and, uh, <laughs> you know, and some terse words. But basically anyone who had a black backpack that came in there had to be searched. But if your backpack was any other color, it didn't have to be searched. So this is how stupid these people are. You know, this past weekend I went to the um, the Cabbage Patch Bar, mm -hmm. and there were there was probably a few thousand people there, mm -hmm. and a lot of motorcycles. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Not a effing mask in the whole damn place. Oh, awesome! It was so it was America. so nice. Yeah, yeah, that's damn straight. You know, a lot of Bud, a lot of Budweiser. And, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Not um. So As Aspa Axpa Warrior. That's Uncle Mike, by the way. He says, not meant to be exhaustive is what people say when they want room to throw out anyone or anything they don't like, but want to look like they have principles. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, okay, Lola posted up on the thing, what, 58 to, 58 to, or is it at, where'd it go, where'd it go, where'd it go, where'd it go? 58 to 65,000 number of the SHOT Show attendees in the past three years. Yeah. yeah. Big Cliff, by the way, Big Cliff says had to look for the broadcast. That's why I'm telling you guys to share. Because, I, I mean, I, I put out stuff and I, and I share stuff on social media. But even if you ring the bell, even if you're subscribed, they're just not telling people about this thing. So yeah. that's why I'm asking everyone, just, like, come in. We've got almost, like, 80 people here, which is, I know, kind of low. But smash the thumbs ups if you're out there, if you're listening. If you hate us, smash the thumbs downs, too. Whatever. You know, some yeah. people watch us just to hate us, you know? I mean... Yeah, share it on your social media. Just yeah. share it and drop it on there. You don't have to do any big post or anything. Just share it. Yeah, just tell your buddies. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But black Soul Shinobi it, it, says there's racists of, of black backpacks. <laughs> the black backpacks. Black backpacks matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what uh, Aspa said. Yeah. Um, for those who haven't been to the SHOT Show, and I don't know what it's like at other conventions. But, I mean, I do. Like at SEMA, it is a freaking madhouse and people you cannot social distance yourself at SEMA. I don't care what you do. No. So how are they going to handle in the morning at SHOT Show? You can't show, do it at SHOT Show, man. I think the, the main hallway bigger, coming in there. Everyone's on top of each other for sure. Yeah. The, the main hallway coming in there are solid people. Mm -hmm. Back to back. Mm -hmm. Back to back. Mm -hmm. Going out in the afternoons. What are they going to do? They're going to let, okay, you go. Now you go. Now you go. Now you go. And by 8 o'clock you might get out of the place. You go. You go. Mm -hmm. You know, they're usually at SHOT Show, 
They're flipping the lights oh, off. Oh, you mean they're you- gonna? You mean they're gonna do that crazy thing that stores were doing, where only so many people can go in at a time, but there's massive lines outside? <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I'm not down with usually, that nonsense. Usually, this is what happens at shot show at night. Show's over. They flip mm-hmm. the lights down the halfway, and they tell everybody to get out. It's time to leave. Yeah. Go. Got to go. Even the exhibitors, after a certain point, they get out of here. You know, yeah. it's like. Man, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I can't go in the hallway, dude. Man, there's too many people. I'll get social distanced. You know, I'll get mm-hmm. violated. You know, so yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. Shout out to Big Dre three five seven. I see him out there as well. Uh, so let yeah, me see. Uh, let me go back to these rules because I wasn't even done, Walt. I wasn't done, by the way. Oh, okay. Where okay. did what number did I leave off on? I don't know if you remember. Uh, I don't remember. No. Complete, let's see, um, complete and submit, this is number four, complete and submit diagrams of the layout of the event, uh, convention, conference, or meeting areas as ap- applicable, applicable, excuse me, I don't know why that throws me off, applicable to identify the sections, pods, and other required seating arrangements, as well as the ingress and egress points for attendees. Okay, Ident- number five, identify how event registration and check-in will be accomplished to avoid crowding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, I, if I'm it's not, not mistaken. It's not going to be. <laughs> no. And, 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 and I'll just say this. I've been agitated before at the SHOT Show with all their mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. You throw this COVID-19 garbage on top yeah. of it, even worse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I... Yeah. So, and AXPA is what AXPA Warrior says, how I'm supposed to pronounce it. But let's go back, let's go back to the list. I think I was at okay. uh, um, uh, six. Number six, identify the barriers, markings, or other elements that will be used to reinforce social distancing, such as stanchions or hedges. What? Uh, okay. Okay, that... I don't know how they're going to do that at SHOT Show. Number seven, identify the staff resources that will be utilized for enforcement of face covering and other social distancing requirements, occupancy counting, metering of crowd access to certain facilities, crowd slash congregation control. So you you know what? You know there's always (laughs) a lot of security there. They're going to get – there's going to be – how are they going to get all the security guards in there? Uh, How are you supposed to go to the bathroom? I don't understand this. They're going to be uh, more security there and more staff making sure everyone like they're going to fill the capacity by just the staff. <laughs> right? Or are the staff immune. Then maybe the staff those, isn't getting counted. For those who haven't been to haven't been to the shop, there's a upstairs, there's a downstairs, and then there's like five or six outer rooms. Then there's a hallway area upstairs where the new yeah. people are, and they're like that's jam-packed full of people during the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't yeah, get so there's it. two more, two more. Let's do these, and then we'll go on here. Um, let's see, get this up here. Okay, so um, number eight, identify the communication protocols with all attendees prior to arrival, upon arrival, and throughout the event. And number nine, identify the cleaning and disinfection protocols that will be implemented. Oh, yeah. Um, you know uh, what, Walt? Uh, if I worked for a company, 
if I work for a company that was going to be a shot show, and they're going to make you clean those guns, oh my god, those guns well, are not going to exist. They're going to get rubbed down to nothingness. How is I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you just can't touch the guns then. I, <laughs> I think NSSF just needs to cancel this. But yep. um, from what we've heard before, they won't cancel it until they meet in November, right? If is they're going to cancel it at all. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think they meet in November. Well, like you said, uh, 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 the the electronic show's already been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the week before SHOT Show. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some stuff after SHOT Show that's already been canceled. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. SEMA was canceled. That's coming up in November. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. I don't know how you I don't know how you put on a show with thousands of people and you know because that'd be like putting lines in the in the in the aisles telling me I have to go down this one and I can't go down that one. Yeah. Um, when I got to get back to table fast, I cut across that show like like a lightning bolt, mm-hmm. you know, and there's nothing to yeah, stop like me. Yeah, like a bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. I don't know, man. I don't really know. I mean, 10, I, 10% of the people in the building when we do SHOT Show are staff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and on Sunday, on Sundays, um, after everybody's out drinking and partying for three days straight, yeah. um, a, lot of them, a lot of them have already left, but most of the people there on Sunday are all, all staff anyways in the morning. Yeah, and keeping everything clean, what about all these company executives and their hookers? There's no way. Those hookers, <laughs> they're not clean. <laughs> No, you've seen that, right? You know, I'm not making this up. This oh, you walking, walking around with walking around with chicks? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know, man. This is real. This I don't. I don't know that this is actually going to happen. So well, uh, this might if be it the does, final. It's going to be pretty much. Uh, it's not going to be comfortable. I feel. I would feel bad for anyone who has to go, including me. I I don't want. I'm not going to wear a mask the whole time because you cannot communicate people with a mask. You know, boom, 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 boom. And it's like, what the fuck? Get that thing off. Yeah. this It's going to be a little bit crazy. So let us know. I don't know what the betting is, but this right now, I'm going to say it's pretty much 75% against this happening at this point. This just moves it up. I used to have it at 50-50, and now I'm like, 75-25. I don't know how you, once again, I don't know how you manage the crowds. Yeah. Because... It's just the the crowds are. How do you, how do you, okay? Here's another example. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the buses that take people back to hotels. Mm-hmm. There's two seats on one side and two seats on the other. Mm-hmm. You can't sit next to somebody. No, no. So you're gonna put one person in each. Uh, oh, I've seen it. I've seen it in the shuttle buses. The people are standing. Yeah. Know? So it's like it's crazy, and that and a lot of those people on those buses are just the people who work. Like the yeah. the uh, companies have their own people. Or they have transportation for their own people to get back to the... Oh, it's going to be crazy. I don't see how it's going to happen like that, you know? Because yeah, just the security can... guards and the people monitoring you and telling you all this stuff, it's going to exceed 10% of that capacity. You're gonna dis- how are you going to... you going to clean the bus after every trip? They're, they're, they're <laughs> I, don't see. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, um... Aspo says, uh, he says, if you sit down, you can't spread COVID-19, so you can have your mask off, like restaurants. 
Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, Big Dre says, if I can figure out how to get a PES pass, I would like to go. What does a PES pass mean? Oh, press, press pass, sorry. Okay, press he pass. corrected yeah. that. Yeah, press pass, yeah. Um, if you So to get a press pass, you go to NSSF, and there's a media section on the website that you can... Um, you go look through there, and it'll walk you through what you have to do. So go yeah. to the NSSF website and um, go look. You know, look through Shot Show attendees and um, and look for the media. There's a whole media section, and you know that's pretty much how you do it. Uh, Chris Bullis says, and I think some other people ask this question: Are they going to get Shot Show out of Vegas? Yep, they're signed up for a few more years at that location. So they do a contract which that goes into years ahead. Yeah, they so can't break it just because of this, right? I wouldn't think so, no. Yeah. Unfortunately not. It'd be nice if they went back and forth, to be quite honest with you, because a lot of people on this side of the country mm-hmm. don't go don't go over there. So mm-hmm. a lot of the smaller places and smaller shops, they don't I've heard people I don't like Vegas. Mm-hmm. Vegas, yeah, Vegas is expensive and it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. If you're gonna I mean you can go in the cheap to Vegas, but mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to eat, and you know, and you're going to eat anywhere near the strip, it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. So no, no, no. That's yeah. another thing, man. Like, how? What's the restaurant situation going to be? Because you know, a lot of people leave oh, yeah. the show floor and go off to a restaurant to have straight a little to, meeting. Straight to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they. I mean, we do it too. You know, you probably have this. breakfast. What is that? Hold on a sec. What? I don't know if you can. I don't hear nothing. Do you hear something? That dun 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 dun. Okay, hold on a second. There's something. There's something playing here that I'm trying to figure out what the hell it is. I hear some bumping noises. You listen to some rap or something? Some, some Megan Stallion or whatever the heck her name yeah, is. Yeah, give Megan me a second here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't. There's some stupid video playing. <laughs> And it's so annoying. I don't know what that is. We are still here. Yeah. Just uh, waiting. Give me a second here. I'm trying to figure out what the heck. What the heck this is? Oh, here it goes. Oh, for crying out loud. That was Recoil. I have a Recoil oh. article open here. Did you guys hear oh, yeah. that? I didn't hear. I heard some thumping noises. That's all I heard. Oh, yeah. You could probably hear it in my headset. Yeah, that was a, I have a Recoil article that we were going to talk about, but it has one oh. of those stupid autoplay things, which is totally oh. annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jerry DCG says 44S says auto, autoplay porn. Uh. No, that was Recoil Magazine. I could show it to you. Uh, okay. I'm not like Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Isn't that the guy? You know who I'm talking about? Je- Jeffrey Tubin. Oh, here, let me see. I will find this article for you. So, you didn't hear of the Jeffrey Tubin? He's one of the CNN guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Stroking it, yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's on leave from CNN, but he was doing he was doing something else with another news outlet. And he was on a Zoom call, and he thought that he took off his camera or whatever, 
And he was just pop, you know, he was doing a desk pop, so to speak. He was whacking his pee-pee, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know, ch- choking the chicken, whatever you guys want to call it, I don't know. <laughs> Tell us right now what's your favorite saying for that. But yeah, you know. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. It, 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 it amazes me how these people are supposed to be so smart and, you know, yeah. this, that, yeah, other. If you, if you got to handle the business... Don't hit little but shut the whole program down. Go in another room. Take everything <laughs> off. <laughs> this is so silly. So he's over there handling it Whack. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the people, can you imagine people on the Zoom call like, hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And I'm sure very embarrassing. Uh yeah, so Maybe. you guys tell us right now. Just put it in there. What's your favorite word for that? Flogging yeah. the dog, Armin. Yeah, says. chalk the smurf. <laughs> chalk the smurf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Spanking the monkey. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Snapping one off. Uh, gun guys need to call it uh, uh, desk popping. <laughs> CB said five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> Pet the lizard. <laughs> you guys are so... Yeah, see, it's not just me. It's not just me out there. No. Oh, boy. Badgering uh, the witness from YNH. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is... uh, oh, boy. Yeah, the code words that dudes come up with stuff is so stupid. Oh, boy. Waxing the carrot from Night Dream. Can... Yep, I heard that, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will. Yeah, so... <laughs> beep, beep to the skeet, skeet. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, that was from Rodney oh, Brady. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I was going to say about SHOT Show 2 is mm. inside, for those who haven't been there, inside the Palazzo in the Venetian, they have bars and restaurants. And a lot of times in the morning before the show, these, these um, companies... Uh, rent the whole room or the whole restaurant and they have meetings and breakfast and mm-hmm. then they have dinners at night mm-hmm. and then they they, they have uh, uh, happy hours at the bars and stuff so i i don't know how you're going to do all that and have any kind of real fun mm-hmm. when it's got all these stupid rules attached to it it's just not fun so. yeah and and a lot of gun guys a lot of gun guys make these deals at the bar over drinks not i don't even yeah, know I mean, how I, they remember the deal they're you know, if if one guy does the lines on the mirror and the other guy gets close, aren't you going to get infected? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> What's the... <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm I'm saying that now it looks less likely that it's actually going to happen. Although I already have my media. Uh, Lola and I have media passes uh, already. Uh, our 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 tables are all paid for. The rooms reserved. Everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's not gonna. It won't break my heart one little bit. Yeah. Um. Shout out to everyone out there. Steve Dave says they made me watch two ads before the video started. Rubbish. Let me guess. Political ads. <laughs> Something from uh, what's her name? Uh, what was is, it? Was it? Was it Biden giving that little black boy his pin off of his jacket or something? Uh, did you see, did you see that one where the yeah. boy points at it and then he goes, "Oh, here you go, son." No. You know, like this or whatever. I, I, you know? I, man, they hit you with those things for everything, and I just, I just roll my eyes the whole time. You know, so I don't even pay attention to what they're saying. Yeah, it's um, bullshit. But yeah, 
that's what they're up to. But listen, like I said, as you guys are coming in now, please smash the thumbs ups. Okay, that helps us. So as you guys are coming in, smash the thumbs up. Summit where here along the line we should get Jeremy of X Tech joining us. Or maybe not. I don't know. All, all, th all thumbs calls it tickle the pickle. Tickle the pickle. <laughs> tickle the pickle. Yeah. Um, what was that, Lola? Yeah, Lola says he should be on. He should be coming on around eight. He has like some car issues, so uh, yeah, we're still getting, we're still getting, uh, you know. Uh, let's see, That's bubble. Good. John Doe says bubble for everyone. You know what's happening? Oh my gosh! Uh, if you got to get into a spacesuit to go, um, Chris Winslet wants to know. Plus, how long does it take you to plan for the show, Walt, or the other manufacturers? Um. um it, it, well, to be honest with you, I have not thought one bit about the SHOT Show. And normally about this time of year, we're trying to get things together, new stuff to have at the SHOT Show, you know, because you like to bring new things to SHOT. Um, at this moment, I ain't got nothing new. Yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, I often tell people that these podcasts that we do are kind of like little meetings that we have with each other and other people um, in the industry. Probably, Walt... Um, if there's not going to be a shot show, if you have, even if you don't have new stuff, we'll probably do some stuff around that yeah. time, you know, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get some videos or we'll go live. Oh I, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. can, I could, uh, you got to remember, and it's something I forget about cause I've been doing this for quite a while. Every day in this country, there's thousands of new gun owners. Mm -hmm. They get old enough, depending on where you live to mm -hmm. purchase a firearm. So they've been watching the videos and watching this, and there's new people every day. And mm -hmm. when you, like I said, you get kind of jaded after a while, and you forget about it. every day. There's new folks mm -hmm. that have never heard about your stuff. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's time to maybe do some you know, like refreshing of the of the people's memories about all the products, the wonderful things that safety over firearms makes. Yeah, so. <laughs> we will we will figure out. We'll do something, right? Like maybe now I don't know if I'm gonna go live. Uh, it depends on what it is, right? Because if we go live, we can't handle firearms because they've got a and problem I, with that. Unless we're, that ain't no fun. Unless I, we all have orange guns. And, yeah, that's not fun for SHOT Show. But maybe what I'll do is I'll set up, like, I'll use the system without going live and do some calls with different companies and stuff like that if they're interested in doing that. And we'll show whatever the new things are. You know, we're just going to have to overcome and adapt uh, for whatever happens with the whole deal. Oh, look at um, Brian Quick. He's like, it's funny you mentioned that, Brian Quick, about titanium, because mm -hmm. we were just chatting about that in the shop the other day. Mm -hmm. um, but I, there's nothing that I'm going to do titanium cast stock, so don't get your, don't get your hopes <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were just kind of goofing off about that, saying that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt Morrison wants to know what you paid for your parkerizing setup. Um, okay, my parkerizing setup. Okay, if you're gonna park right, first thing you gotta have a blasting cabin or somehow to sandblast. Right? Okay. Okay. Secondly, you need some tanks made out of stainless steel, mm -hmm. depending on how big of things you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. If I do big things, so I have long, long tank of 48 inches or whatever. You don't need that if you're doing small stuff. Mm -hmm. um, stainless steel. They mm -hmm. gotta be stainless. You need a tank um, afterwards to uh, cool things off. Put it in water. I mean, you can run it underneath water, like in a sink. That'll work, too. And then it needs to go into oil or be oiled. I mean, whether you spray it on with a spray thing or you dip it out. We dip it in it. Um, 
It's made for parkerizing. It displaces the oil. It's got like the mill spec for one year for rust prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, you got to buy the parkerizing solution, which you can get in small bottles. Like you can sell it in brown ales, or I buy it in five gallon jugs. And then, you know, and then, you know, we add it. And one thing about the park tank is, you know, you can set it up and, and do parkerizing. You can pour that parkerizing liquid, which is basically water and and the manganese phosphate and the, a little bit of acid that's in it. You can pour it back in a jug and keep it and use it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, even okay. if the water eva- even if the water evaporates out, you can add more water. Now it'll get to a point where you've used up all the manganese phosphate in the solution, and it'll start you start to get a crappy park job, and you just got to add more parkerizing solution. But I've got some zinc. Now there's there's manganese phosphate, which gets you that more black finish, and then there's zinc parkerizing. Zinc will give you that more gray finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some zinc liquid that I bought probably 10 years ago, 12 years ago, that it, and I used it once or twice, and it's sitting in a jug, and it's still good. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but if you're doing small stuff, you can do it on a small scale, and it's not that expensive. Uh, um, and, and you know, as far as sandblasting goes, you can do that with a with a you know a Harbor Freight handheld thing. Just you know, make sure you wear a mask. You don't mm-hmm. you know suck up all that all that dust and stuff but yeah it's not that bad i've seen people parkerize on top of their stove you know i know mm-hmm. just don't do it when their wife's around because it couldn't get a little stinky but um <laughs> yeah and don't it. use the uh <laughs> don't use the good dishes uh, but yeah you need a stainless steel pot yeah don't use your wife's best mm-hmm. stainless steel pot to parkerize in probably mm-hmm. but it probably wouldn't affect it that much really but you know yeah just don't get, just don't get caught doing it that's all yeah, DCG44 says, SHOT Show with no live broadcast, just skip it. Usually, if we go live from SHOT Show, we do it on Facebook. So, like, if for, uh, for us, if you guys really want to do, like, I don't use Facebook to do this, I use YouTube. But if, I, if, I, if we really had to, I guess we, should, we could do it live through Facebook. I just don't know how many people actually use Facebook. So, we do everything on YouTube. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We need to see. Like, NSSF needs to come out with some guidance on this of whether they're actually having the show, who's going to be able to go, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a question in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Born to be a shooter asks if you can convert a, a, a 338 Savage Lapour into a 300 wind uh, power. That kind of, yeah, you should be able to. I mean, 338 is a serious caliber. Uh, it's on the same level as 300 wind mag as far as power goes. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. And a Savage, you might be able to just buy a barrel and swap out the barrel on a Savage, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it, it should be very similar. You'd have to check the bolt head for the, uh, you know, how big the, the rear of the case is. But I think it's very close to being the same. So. Yeah. Um, Len Holt says, I saw a neat approach. They filmed what they were talking about, then replayed it on the live show and commented in chat. Um, yeah. I mean, we could do yeah. that. I could always run in stuff from someone's website, uh, from um, uh, Instagram but or it, any other places. It's so. just a lot of extra editing work, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. I mean, if I if I want to film me handling guns earlier, I have to you know do that, and I have to kind of do it in a somewhat orderly fashion. Mm-hmm. And then I got to give it to you, or you're gonna chop it up and take out what you want. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I'm not too much of an ass when I'm doing it. And <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of extra work when you could just pick it up and go, hey guys, here's here's it, you know, check it out. You yeah, know? it's like yeah, we'll figure out a way. I just think that that the uh, shot show people need to 
give guidance of what exactly is going to happen. Um, and and a, I'm assuming a bunch of companies are not going to go. They're going to limit whoever's going to go if they're yeah. doing it. It's going to be really uncomfortable. And I don't know who. So for like us, um, sometimes we go to SHOT Show and people bring us there, which I always tell you guys that this company or that company brought us to SHOT Show. Most of the times we go there on our own dime. We pay for that. Or you guys who support us on Patreon, you're paying for us to go out there. I don't know if that's worth it. I don't know if it's worth it to go out there and have all these restrictions. Um, and I don't know if you guys are going to get anything out of that. And I think it's up to the firearms industry to get, to figure out what's going on here and then come up with solutions just like other industries have done. And they've come yeah. up with workarounds. So. And, uh, and one of them's called the internet, and people could do Zoom stuff as long as they're not uh, as long as they're not choking the chicken or rubbing out the <laughs> sausage or whatever people were calling it before, uh, or or looking for a glory hole. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Elfster says after watching, I'm not going to say who he says here, but um, watching them pick up firearms nonstop during a live YouTube broadcast, I'm wondering if YouTube is still monitoring live events. Um, and whoever he's saying, whoever does, they do it all the time. Um, I know for a fact that YouTube is still monitoring us. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you if we actually do it, they've pulled us or deleted things later and all of that. Um, maybe they're not watching everyone. So, I don't know how they could possibly keep an eye on everyone out there. Well, so, yeah, I mean... I don't know what yeah. the deal is with that. Um, um you know, and we maybe have to spend some, t uh, invest some time in figuring out another way of doing all of this so we could go back to showing stuff. I, I think, like I said, I had my chair for the, I had my idea for the ginormous chair mm -hmm. and I sit in it and it, mm -hmm. and the guns just spin around me or I move it around. Look at you, look at here, look at that one, look at that yeah. one. <laughs> By the way, uh, let's see, Tyvin Show is showing off his. Uh, 338 Lapua. Let's share that there. Look at that beastie. Yeah, he was out shooting. He posted that on, I think, and, it was Instagram. Oh, I think I Facebook, see Fort Facebook. Scott right there. Look at that. Yeah. Fort Scott. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, use that Hank Strange, Hank 10 code. Save 10%. Yeah, boom. There you go. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, my, my main concern about Shot is, first thing, we're having to wear a stupid face mask. And secondly, just... Just how do you control the, you know, how are you going to regulate the volume of people that are yeah. in and out and going all over the place? I don't know. It's yeah. just it's crazy. Uh, Brian Quick says YouTube isn't watching Hank. They just lied about that to scare you into submission. Um, yeah, we've already been on air and you've been kicked <laughs> off. So live. It's happened live. several times. Um, so if you remember, there was a time when, um, when, when Reed was on. And uh, I told him before we started, but he just got up to show how he carries appendix or whatever. And the minute he, pull, he pulled it out, I was like, oh, here we go. And I think we had like 10 seconds and then boom, we were out of there. So I don't really know how they're doing, what they're doing. Um, I, I, it's possible that there's an algorithm watching. And if the algorithm identifies something, a person comes in, you know, and then that person looks at it or whatever, makes a decision. Um, you know, it, it's just one of these things. Maybe they don't care about some people doing it. So we'll see. I don't think they went all the way to talking to me about it to not do it, but we know they've done it. Like sometimes they've deleted the show after, like the time with Walter when he showed, uh, he was showing a stock and they said it was oh, yeah. and they deleted <laughs> it later. Wooden stock. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but we've had several times while we were on that they did that as well. So. Um, and, yeah. if you, and if you remember the time with Reed, the reason why we were able to keep going is because I used this software and it, it pulled us and then I was able to like uh, push it back. So, um, James Miller says Such did a live stream recently and was shut down too. So there you go. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think they're, I don't know this for sure, but it would seem like they're targeting the gun channels more than they would target, say, a mini bike channel and the guy happens to pick up a gun. Mm -hmm. That's not going to, they're not watching those guys. Or, you know, if you're if you're talking yeah, about cutting but, wood and yeah. Yeah, there might be people who they tagged. Right? And oh yeah, I'm like, sure yeah, that I'm sure an eye on uh, these guys. I'm sure we're probably on the list, you know. Yeah. Okay. So like, well I don't think they talked to me with all those lawyers for no reason. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty uh, sure they didn't take imagine what those lawyers were getting paid an hour. Right? So if they had well, that conversation probably, with me, they weren't messing around. They're probably staff lawyers. They're probably Yeah. So uh, I'm still I'm still sure yeah. they're getting a lot of money. I mean, in yeah, San Francisco, you know. a, a, like a studio apartment is about four or five thousand dollars a month. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see what comes out of all of that. We'll see what happens. Look, we're at a hundred. We've got close to a hundred people here right now. Smash the thumbs ups. Do what you guys can do. We will figure all of this out. We are monitoring it and keeping an eye on it. Uh, let's see. What other stuff do you want to? Anything else out there? That, uh, that, you know, that we want to get into. Any stories catching your fancy? Uh, you want to see the recoil thing I was looking at? Uh, yeah, here, what were you, yeah, what were you talking about? This is on yeah. recoil. Review CZ USA Bull, Scorpion Bullpup Kit. So that's what I was looking at on... Um, is that the over uh, here, this Manicore Arms thing? thing? Uh, let's see. It looks... Let's see. Yes, Manicore Arms. Um, and they're talking about it here, and it looks like we got some pictures. Let's see, let's see if we can go to this, yeah. It looks good. I think this is a good-looking kit. Um, oh, there's a, there's a mugshot of Bill Crosby, uh, Bill Cosby on, uh, on, on, on Fox News. Okay, I'll look at the gun, I'll look at the gun. Where is it at? Yeah. Um, it's on, uh, the Recoil Web here. Let me see, I will okay. share... Uh, I'll share a thing with you. Let me go back here for a second, if I can okay. get out of this. I'll share this with you and the folks out there, um, so we can all we can all. Oh man! And it kicked off this silly thing all over again. <laughs> and it unmutes itself. That's the thing about Recoil. They have the money to get the special uh, app that unmutes itself, so it can annoy the crap out of you. Uh, oh yeah, that stuff. Yeah. I hate that. You'll be sitting there, and you, you thought you had it turned off, and next thing you know, all of a sudden it's on full yeah. blast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there it goes. By the way, I was looking at the torture test that Mac did of the scorpion. Did anyone see that? Uh, I did not. No. <laughs> it was it was cool. I I thought it was cool. I think um, it didn't really get that far through the gaunt. Like you know, the gauntlet. He just test fires the thing first with nothing. Then he goes through one time, and that's the first thing. Then he keeps going through. Until okay. until something happens, and I think so. After he went through the one time and started over again, um, I think somewhere in the mud it got jammed up. Oh, um, that was the thing. But a lot of people got mad at him, and they were calling him names and stuff like that, which he was in the chat talking about the other day. So, why are you? Okay. Mm -hmm. 
I know. You don't don't like people doing this stuff. No, 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 not that. No, 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 no. I mean, okay, if if you don't like something somebody did, why do you got to start calling them names? I mean, you know, what's the... Okay, you can say that sucked, you know, blah, blah, blah. But why do you got to, like, get, like... But he also says this for entertainment purposes, which I agree Uh, with. Also, I personally like to know where something breaks. It doesn't mean that you're going to use your scorpion like that, but it's good to know where it breaks at or where it runs into problems. Yeah, I mean... Uh, What's wrong with that? You know, I mean, it, it, it could happen. Things like that long, could happen. long as you treat every single gun that you test the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get every one and you drop the dirt in it and it does the same thing... You know, or you That's drop it does. in the water, then you drop the dirt in, and you treat everyone the same, then it's cool. Yeah, also he showed that once he washed it off, it was fine. It again. was fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. I have news for you. If you dump a bunch of sand inside most guns, at some point they will stop. <laughs> it, <laughs> it doesn't take a lot of sand for a lot of I guns. mean, it, it, so. that's life in the big city. That's what it is, you yeah. know. Yeah, um, Absolutely. Um, let me get this from Stephen Harmon because he was asking this before. He says, thoughts on flood of Turkish guns, MP5s, XD clone, Beretta clone, MMP clone. Are they turning into the China of the 1980s imports? Question mark. Um, way higher quality than Chinese imports of the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, Tur- the, Tur- the Turkish, way higher quality. Yeah. For any of you people that weren't buying guns in the 80s from China, I was. And mm-hmm. there was not a huge selection. They made copies of Tokarev. They made copies of the Makarov. Oh, it got quiet, didn't it? No, I can hear you. <laughs> that, that, no, I mean, I'm, I did it on purpose. There was only a couple guns, oh. a couple pistols that got imported from China back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Okay. And they did, the Makarov, was the Tokarev, the Paparov, Sakarov. Uh, uh, military gun, military Pop-a- guns. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, they weren't doing injection molding and, and and all this stuff like Glocks and all that stuff back then. Right. They had basic guns, you know, metal guns, metal mm-hmm. guns, um, and AKs and SKSs. Yeah. Now they did they did import um, uh, some twenty twenty two Browning copies, and they imported some of the other commercial knockoff guns back then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pistol wise, it was a very small variety, mm-hmm. and nothing for the most part, nothing Western. Oh, excuse me, I stand corrected. They made 1911s. Okay, the 1911s, so are you seeing these new MP5s and all that kind of stuff that Steven's talking about? Like the, well, I mean, the uh, MP5 clones, Beretta clones, M&P yeah. clones? I mean, they even cloned the AK, the AK shotguns and stuff in um, in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And all those all those bullpup-looking shotguns that they bring in now, that's all, yeah. yeah. But not yeah. all of them are working. Like, we tried a couple of those. The magazine-fed ones don't work so awesomely all the time. Well, so. Yeah, I bet... Yeah. But for the most part, their pistols, the knock, the knockoffs, yeah. the Brownings, they all run pretty well. Magazine-fed stuff like that doesn't work that great here. Like the Canic, ones that people are making here don't work that great. So Canic, Canic. Everybody or a likes, lot of them, you need what is it called? High brass. You need high brass or something. Yeah, you need high high power rounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. or low. You need you need low brass, high brass, some kind of special. High brass. High brass. Yeah, whatever high is brass. the cheap brass stuff that you get from uh, Walmart, Walmart and stuff does not work in a lot yeah. of the ones here. So, um, you know, and that's just the thing. Like, the Fostec doesn't use the cheap stuff at all. You got to use the expensive stuff and typically, like, slugs and stuff like that. Um, For a so, higher power. Yeah. 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 So I think that's just the nature of that stuff. Uh, Chris Winsett says, uh, Bullpup or Bill Cosby? 
Bull pup. <laughs> no, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say the same thing. I really don't. I I've got no uh, no thought. <laughs> but uh, Bill Bill Cosby is a fine example of of mm-hmm. he he came out and he pissed off enough people and and all these people knew about Bill Cosby and what he was doing for years. Mm-hmm. But once he crossed that line and started attacking these people politically, mm-hmm. they. They threw him to the wolves, so to speak. So, um, just you know, that's a fine example because he was known for doing what he was doing before he was doing before he got busted. Right. So, yeah. Huh? I, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think there's just a lot of there's a lot of hypocritical stuff in Bill Cosby. If you real if you really look at it, I enjoyed the Bill Cosby Show. Um, I thought it was great to see. You know what? Even when I was younger, I didn't like all the misery that I saw in a lot of TV shows. So I think like back in the 70s when they were putting black people in TV shows, they were all miserable and broke. Now, I'm not saying that's not true or reflective of what's going on, right? Because I was pretty miserable and broke (laughs) back then when I was looking at those things. But you don't want to I don't look at um, any kind of entertainment to wallow in my misery. You yeah, know, so I, I didn't I, like I go, that kind of stuff, and that's why I like the Cosby Show, for example. Go ahead, Walt. That's like when I go to the movies, I don't go to see stuff to make me sad. I don't want to go to see a movie and be sad. No, you know, I want to be entertained. You know, yeah, you know, I, there's serious stuff, but I don't want it to be dark and yeah. And, you know. uh, movies are supposed to be escapist. This is why I like sci-fi stuff, and I want yeah. to see beautiful women when I go to the movie. If I go to a, if I look at a movie and it's a freaking sausage fest. Not interested, sir. Okay. Well, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> not interested in a sausage fest uh, movie with no, with only dudes in it. No, thank you. <laughs> no, like all those not. prison escape movies. Oh, here's these dudes trying to get. It. No, not interested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I would like to see the the finer sex in a movie uh-huh. when I'm looking at it, and you know. I want to see beautiful women when I'm looking at a movie. You know. It doesn't hurt nothing. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, nothing. I think we got Jeremy getting set up right now, coming on. Okay. Hey guys, can you hear me? So, uh, yeah, we yep. can hear you. I can't see. I don't see your uh, video yet. Alright, keep working on that. Yeah. So, um, right. yeah. So that's my thing with movies. While Jeremy's doing that, I'll take another question. Black Sword Shinobi says, Hank, when you're gonna uh, shoot the Bullpup Fifty? Maybe never. <laughs> That's never, the best probably. honest answer I can give you on that one, um, Black Sword. You know, I think that, first of all, that one that I took a, did a picture of was not working. It was not a, a running prototype. And um, I don't know when those guys are going to have a running prototype. Plus, I believe there's some behind-the-scenes drama on that. There's... And once I posted that picture, I got lots of the drama information. Uh, alerts so in other words there's a very large backstory to that picture yeah so (laughs) now that's not going to stop me if someone had a working 50 uh 50 cal bullpup you know i don't care what kind of trauma was getting dropped i'm gonna probably shoot that thing you know if someone says to me hey hank you want to shoot this i think i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely shoot it so we're getting we're getting Jeremy set up here. Yeah, you wanna yeah the lightness to, to face you. There you go. So, um, you know that's we'll see what happens with that. I you know I hate the drama to get in the way of the gun. 
existing in the world, but sometimes that's what happens in the gun. Um, <laughs> uh, All too often, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. And Stephen Harmon says, I'm looking for information on a Turkish handgun. It's the Gerzan MC-18, trying to figure out what mag it uses. It looks like Smith & Wesson 59 series mags. Um, I don't know on that one. Not for sure. Yeah. And Stephen Harmon says, so Hank doesn't like Blood In, Blood Out. What's Blood In, Blood Out? Is that a movie? I'm assuming it is. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't like where they where they have every movie and they have the hottest freaking girls in the movie and they're all lesbians. I don't I don't it just it just doesn't do anything. It just as as a as a thing to say hey the whole world's full of lesbians, which it isn't. But, um, you know that's yeah. one thing I don't I don't care for. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Someone's trying to say something about RTX voice cancels background noise from your own mic and your guests. So I'm not sure what that is. Jeremy, if you can, you're you're like in the middle of the you gotta you're a little off center. We can only see half of your face. There you go. There Sorry, my uh, doing the flooring in my office, so I get the backyard. Luckily we're in Arizona where it's kind of perfect right now. So oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um cool man, what's up? Man, been busy. Uh life's good though. We can't complain. Uh Wish we could get more inventory so we could ship more stuff. But uh, as a whole, everything's uh, positive on business side. Obviously, uh, you know it's impossible not to uh, have some anxiety about the political things happening, what's happening in our country here. But um, you know, family's healthy, business is healthy, so all good. good on that front. Yeah, good to hear, man. Um, I know you had some like car issues or something like that. <laughs> was telling me, did you get everything worked out? I did. Yeah, okay. I, I did not realize. I've never owned a monster truck before. I didn't realize you couldn't just go to like Big O and get tires and leave. So I had a bit more of an adventure. To yeah. <laughs> not everyone has the machines to uh, put those. Uh, so the tires are there, I guess. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't know. So new new lesson learned. I was never looking for a monster truck. Just right deal happened. So now we've yeah. got an obnoxiously large truck. Yeah. Um, Axba Warrior wants to know what part of, of Arizona are you in? He's moving out there soon, he says. Awesome, man. Well, welcome. Uh, I'm in Chandler personally. Um, we're gonna, we're actually moving locations right now for XTEC, so we'll be in somewhere along uh, the 101 on the east side, Tempe, uh, Chandler, uh, Mesa there. Okay, very cool. Um, Let's see. I don't know if there are any other questions. Walt, if you've got anything, uh, feel free. If you guys have questions for Jeremy, Jeremy, you want to tell the folks, um, you make magazines, right? You do a couple of other things, but you guys make magazines. Correct. Um, yeah, so we're, we're known for our AK mags. Um, we actually just released, and I think we sent a couple out to you, of our uh, Speed Mag, mm -hmm. which is a 30-round easy-loading AR-15 mag. Um, it's been a long time coming, um, but that product's now in the market and shipping. So distributors should have stock of that in the next couple of weeks, and uh, but you can order off our website now. Um, I'll grab one here in a minute. I meant to bring one outside with me, but uh, um, I'll show folks kind of how it works. But uh, okay, yeah, super simple product. Yeah, I think that um, yeah, I think that the, the the particular ones that got sent out here. I know I tried to do it live one time on air. That didn't work out so great. You, <laughs> my thing, I would say you definitely have to practice using those. Sure. I, I yeah. If you want to be sure. fast, mm -hmm. if you want to be fast, it takes some practice. If you just mm -hmm. want it to be easier and load one or two at a time, then that just kind of is obvious. But mm -hmm. if you want to set speed records, it definitely takes some uh, 
coordination practice and that kind of thing. But I mean, I think the record right now is 36 seconds from a closed box of ammo to a loaded mag. So um, okay. pretty, pretty quick, you know, if you if you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we just think that's kind of a fun product. Uh, other than that, our extender line is going to be growing dramatically here mm-hmm. um, in the next couple of weeks and then into SHOT Show February next year. Um, so the extenders have been a huge hit for us. And so we've, uh, kind of doubled down on that, uh, making some investments into that space. And, um, yeah, that's kind of what we're up to. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got a question from, uh, Bricks says, uh, with the resurgence of 545, is X-Tech going to make some good 545 magazines? That's always so awesome. We would love to, um, mm-hmm. if I had a dollar for every time I got asked that question, I would have, uh, paid for the tooling by now, I think. But, um, <laughs> yeah, with, with that said, uh, we'd love to, it's a short answer. Um, you know, to be honest with, uh, a lot of our, um, business case is based on the volume from the likes of Palmetto and, uh, Riley and companies like that, that have, uh, moved into making production 545 rifles. However, with the, the challenges we've all had in this industry with uh, supply chain this year, you know, those, those rifles really haven't uh, taken any hold in the marketplace. Um, the one I did see coming in now is uh, our buddies at IWI saw are now uh, importing the 545 Delil. Mm-hmm. But long story short, really? if we see, you know, 10,000 plus rifles a year being sold in the U.S. market, mm-hmm. then we can make a business case to spend the you know, quarter million to three hundred thousand dollars in the tooling to make one. But until then, it's you know, I, in my mind, I wouldn't be solving a problem um, because I'd have to sell the magazines at forty plus dollars, and you know, that's kind of where they are right now. So mm-hmm. we only like to do things if we actually believe in the solution we're providing to the market. Yeah, and I think at this point, um, is there is there a massive demand on magazines? Because I know I've gone out to stores and they seem to have magazines in stock is there a magazine run of any sort going on there there has been um you know it's kind of been hit and miss obviously uh the likes of magpul and you know like it or not the pro mags of the world right uh most retailers like you know it's kind of depending on their inventory levels but you know we'll get a call every other week can i buy everything you have um and I wish I had more, you know, so there's definitely still an up demand there for sure. Yeah. I mean, there could be all of a sudden a massive rush. Um, mm-hmm. I know what was how long ago was that that we had the uh, we almost got Freedom Week again in Cali? Yeah, that was probably about two months ago now. Yeah. I want to say yeah. beginning of August, maybe. Um, and we were, you know, scrambling like mad. We accepted some pre-sales and, uh, you know, trying to trying to get Freedom out there Um you know, now it's kind of an unknown deal. It's kind of like, you know, we still have our legal battle we've talked about in the past is still going on. And with coronavirus, it's kind of just, you know, um, it's it's the courts are not, you know, now it's you, you kind of hate to say it, but you kind of feel like if you're involved in a suit, the courts now kind of have an excuse to. Mm-hmm. They're, drag, you know, they're dragging uh, their feet on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. So, um, you know, we're still we're still in that battle. Um and uh, but with the California side, you know, at the same time, you don't wish you don't wish anyone to pass. But obviously, uh, you know, the, what's happened to Supreme Court is uh, potentially very strong news for us as an industry and, and us as a Second Amendment community. However, you know, Supreme Courts don't write the laws, right? They're, they're not. And so I think we've just got to rally stronger as a group than, than ever. Um, 
and and protect their rights. You know, anyone that's passive about their rights, um, you know, um, isn't going to get sympathy from me, right? So you got to be active in, in fighting for your rights, uh, especially yeah. now. Yeah, and as we've seen, the Supreme Court doesn't necessarily take up two-way cases. So, right. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think it is a good thing if we get Barrett um, on on the Supreme Court, which we should be getting. I think it's just um, formality now. They just need to do the votes, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that in the right. long run, that could be a good thing, regardless of what happens. But ultimately, we have to have them take up stuff for it to mean anything. And yes, we have to keep fighting you know, for it. And ultimately, we even all have to come to a point where we just stop complying with nonsense. Absolutely. And, you know, I, you know, my opinion of the Amy Conan Barrett deal is, you know, there's no negative to come from it. You know, if you believe in the Constitution, that's a that's a huge step. Obviously, what happens next, uh, you know, is an abundant question mark. Uh, but yeah, there's no downside to having someone that believes in the Constitution and believes in the judicial role on the Supreme Court for sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think, I don't know if Walter has any questions. Um, there is a question from Bricks. Uh, Bricks says, can he explain tooling for us? I've often heard that, but I don't understand the process of making a magazine. Absolutely. Um, so I don't keep it a secret. Um, in addition to x products, I came in the industry through the means of injection molding. So uh, tooling something I know and I've spent way more than ever wanted to in my life on tooling, but basically to build a magazine or a plastic component, most plastic components in the firearm space are going to be injection molded. Um, the benefit is you've got very high repeatability. Um, you've got a uh, reasonable cost to manufacture and uh, the downside being the cost for the tooling itself, which is the, the mold that produces the plastic flows into in the injection molding machine. And uh, in magazines, you know, if you build it the right way with metal reinforcement like we do, you're, you're, there's no way around it to not spend a quarter million dollars. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because you're, you're also you're doing the molds for the injection molding. You've got to do the sheet metal and parts that go in there. You're going to have a base plate, which most of the time could be plastic, but it can be sheet metal too, like this one. Mm-hmm. I think this is sheet metal. Yeah. And then you have a follower, and then you got lots of springs. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I mean, you know, springs, it's funny. It's like I'll, I'll be talking about other projects and, you know, maybe for other folks in the farms industry. And, you know, I'll talk to a new vendor and maybe in a machine shop. And they're like, well, that's going to be expensive tooling. And we, I kind of just smirk on the phone with them. Like, you know, throw me your hundreds of dollars or three or five grand, you know, and I'll smile about it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so incredibly painful to, uh, you know, from a CapEx standpoint. I mean, obviously, it's what we're in the business of, but. You know, even a smaller company like Xtech is well, you know, into millions of dollars in tooling that we paid for at this point. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's just it, it's it's a hurdle. And, uh, you know, Obama's administration, we're all for making stuff in the U.S., but the Obama administration expanded uh, what falls under ITAR to make it so you can't tool outside the U.S. even if you wanted to. Now, there's an exception to that. There is a process you can go through, but, you know, unless you're uh, – actively in space. So, I mean, for that reason, my long-term plans is to acquire our own tool shop and uh, be able to build molds in-house and, and reduce some of those costs and reduce some of the speed to market times. Yeah. There's also, I mean, I, I'm not sure I, I was bouncing around here, but I think, did you mention actual development and testing of those things and, you know, going in there and making adjustments, changes and things like that? Like Walter was talking about springs. 
Sure. <laughs> That's usually um, a place know, changes have to be made. Yeah, I mean, so soup to nuts on the project. I mean, if you were, you know, someone on your couch and you had an idea for a novel magazine, right? Uh, we'll kind of come at it from that angle. Um, you know, if you have something you're going to patent, then on top of that, if it's the utility patent, you've got like our speed mag, for instance, you've got another, you know, ten to $25,000 by the time your patent's issued just in the patent process. Product design side, um, just to get the CAD and, and 2Ds and understanding the tolerancing stack ups, you're, you're looking at ten dollars to $30,000 there. We do that in-house. So that's not a hard cost for us, per se. My business partners are both amazing engineers. Um, and then from there, you'd have your prototyping, testing. Obviously, cost of ammo adds up. Um, it becomes a painful number, uh, especially in times like this where you thought you were sitting on plenty of ammo. Then we actually had to go buy some different types of ammo recently. And you know we're paying close to what people watching this are paying because you just can't get it right now. Um, so you know, for a magazine all in, if you added up all those numbers, it's not hard to get to closer to a half a million dollars versus the numbers I just shared. Um, now, not all mags are the same. You know, for instance, uh, a Glock magazine is going to be a lot less expensive because you don't have that that angle you have to pull out. So basically, you know, injection mold is going to be the negative of the part. So if you look at the world through the eyes of a negative, that core, there's got to be steel up in there that has a hydraulic actuation to pull that out. There's a lot of cost to that action itself. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in a Glock mag, it's a straight, you know, straight core so, uh, that comes out. So you can save some money there. Yeah. So my thing, my question, follow up of that would be you have one mold and you're producing all the magazines off of one mold, or do you make multiples? Because although, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure. guessing that like would speed up the time if you had multiple ones that you were pulling from, right? Absolutely. Um, and that's, I mean, we could, I could talk for, you know, days on end about the, the pros and cons and the different types of tooling. The same part you could build 10,000 different molds for when you get into the details of how you build a tool. Um, in our case, we have uh, just a single mold for AK-47 mags, just mm -hmm. a single mold for our, uh, you know, for our speed mag. Um, so our stuff is, is mostly singles and just one tool as, at this point. Um, where you get into the Glock world and you get into the standard kind of AR AR type mags, um, then you get into a world of, you know, it's kind of like people ask me about 545. Well, if I owned 100% of the country's 545 mag uh, marketplace, yeah. it still wouldn't be as big of a number as 5% of the Glock mag marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the challenge if you're me, you have to choose where to spend that, that capital. Mm -hmm. And right. obviously, if you're successful in your choice, you have more capital than mm -hmm. grow the line that much more. So, you know, we'd love to, you know, kind of be the heroes to the people. And that was a, a core part of the, the AK-47 MAG project where we looked at the demands of consumers and said, okay, we're going to spend the money and check all these boxes that everyone has been begging for. That feels great. But at the same time, you've got to be smart about where you spend your money. And obviously, 762 is over 90% of the AK market. So, um, you know, 545 is just a, it, it's a tough number to pencil without the active selling of, of currently produced AKs in the country. Mm -hmm. Walter, did you want to add something there? Well, I mean, in, in addition to everything else, you're competing against like this 545 mag from Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. And I forget what I paid for it, but it wasn't very much. Um, it's it's a it's a commercial Bulgarian magazine, so it's got steel steel uh, uh, sheet metal on the bottom. I think it's got feed lips too. 
Mm-hmm. But I think it was maybe it might have been fifteen dollars. I don't know something like that. So you got to take that consideration too. And those are coming in by the container load. Uh, yeah. And there's AC. Another one, new one on the market's AC Unity. I'm sure you're familiar with those guys out of Bosnia. They're bringing sure. in mags and selling them for eight to ten dollars a piece retail. Mm-hmm. So right. it's like, how do you? It's hard to fire up a, a whole new project and jump into it when that stuff's already out there. I mean, it's like you'd have to weigh the. Yeah. Well, we just need Tim Harmson to help us out on that. Like, get him a <laughs> Sell all the mags. Asper Warrior yeah. says he's got a YouTube friend in Arizona who would probably love to do your video, uh, a tour video, and learn about how that works. I was actually going to come there. I don't know if yeah. you were going to give me a tour of making the magazines or not, but my plan Absolutely this was year planned. was to come through. Yeah, it's just this... Uh, this whole lockdown and all the other nonsense that goes along with it, I think, uh, put the kibosh on that. Yeah, but we, I mean, I think, you know, Hank, you've talked to me enough to know that, you know, I'm all about spreading education and even for the sense of, you know, helping someone behind us that wants to come compete with us. You know, I, 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 I'm a firm believer in information sharing. We wouldn't be where we are without people offering that to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, there's certain things we can't share, but, you know, what we can, um, I'm all for it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I see that there's some people probably uh, talking about price points there on that. Like uh, Brian Quick says, 545 AK guys are pretty close to insane about their rifles, so they buy up, especially if under 30 per mag. Um, I mean, if you factor in everything that we're saying here, where you're pretty much, it's house money, except you don't have 30 to 50 years to pay that back, I'm assuming you got to right. buy that thing up front. <laughs> Well, exactly. And, and really, you know, so. where, where we're at as a company, I think, you know, we've got, um, you know, obviously the, the legal side, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's paid a cost on us from a temp, you know, time standpoint, because mm-hmm. we could love to, would have loved to spend that money on tooling for new projects. But, mm-hmm. you know, where we're sitting, um, it's not a huge secret where we're really targeting the Glock market coming up here and uh, and kind of a more traditional an, an AR mag similar to our, our AK mag. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, even though that market is, is, you know, from a, from a high level, it looks very saturated. Um, I don't, I don't personally feel like there, we've seen any innovation in that space since, uh, or like the Magpul, you know, PMAG came out, right. And mm-hmm. there's been minor updates. Um, but like in the Glock space, you know, my belief and any competitors watching this, um, you know, I'll be candid about it. I, I don't think there's any alternatives to Glock mags outside of, you know, it's a factory mag or bust if you're going to actually count on it. Right. I've, I've yet to see anyone offer a Glock mag that I would that I would carry. So I think that I think space is the open. the Glock mags, so the Korean clone ones, which mm-hmm. don't they don't drop free. There's a whole bunch right. of uh, different uh, things. Yeah, that there's, go a, there's a bunch of guys in the mm-hmm. in the U.S. that you know I won't name because I'm not in the business of you know bringing down our competitors. But you know it just it just seems like people have really geared towards marketing tactics, cool factor versus rugged use that you can depend on, um, like our AK mags line really demonstrate. And same with our extenders, all our products, you know, even our speed mag, when you, you know, when you get in with it and for what it is, it's a lot more durable than anyone would expect. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we put a lot more effort into those processes than I think, uh, you know, most would argue is even justifiable, but we enjoy it. Um, we make our own lives hard. Um, but it's, it's fun to do for sure. Yeah. I, I would just ask everyone to be patient, you know, and and let X Tech uh, build its way up here. I think that's always a better thing, right? If you have guys 
innovating. You want to let them build their way up and, and make steps into everything so that they're actually here. On my part, we're gonna do we're gonna do some stuff. I think the last time you were on, I told you that we pretty much went all the way to destroying those AK mags to see what it takes to destroy them. Um, and they're they're pretty tough, man. I think we shot uh, we shot one, and then it was still we could still put it back together and use it. You know. Yeah, I mean, from our standpoint, you know, Murphy's Law is going to occur, right? Anyone that says something can't be broken is just lying. But, mm -hmm. you know, the total returns um, for the MAG-47 and the MAG-47 line at this point are two for products that, that mm -hmm. failed in the field mm -hmm. um, out of, you know, tens of thousands of MAGs. So mm -hmm. um, that's a pretty strong testimony. And I, I, I know both customers now personally. Um, it was cool to get their stories about how it went down. And mm -hmm. both of them were very dramatic events, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and, okay. uh you know, we're both great guys, and I think we got them as customers for life because we took good care of them. But, yeah, it's yeah. just their products have last, you know. Yeah, Kathleen Music Lover said you made a shield 9mm extension. Um, there's a couple There's a couple of different things that, um, that are out there. So I think a lot of this just takes time. And honestly, you know, I, I don't know if we already said it, but uh, in these times, with everything going on, if you're a manufacturer – you know, whatever you have that's in demand, instead of trying to develop new things and all of that, you probably need to just deliver that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, on the, ex the extender side, you know, um, it's it's a really exciting business line for us to scale. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the one I'll, I'll tease folks with that is, is already done. Um, we had an issue because of COVID with uh, getting some texturing done to the uh, to the piece, but it's a plus two kit for the VP9SK. Simple product, mm -hmm. um, but anyone that owns a VP9SK or a P30SK, you've got that like grip extender that's like that long, right? It adds no rounds. Mm -hmm. um, we have something that's uh, about 40% smaller and adds two rounds. Mm -hmm. So our approaches to extending magazines are going to vary based on the firearm and based on what we think is the most logical deal. Um, you know, we started with the double stack uh, VP9. Sorry, I got a Mosquito messing with me. Um, BP9 and then MNT full size. Right. It's a downside of living in a rainforest in the Phoenix, in the Phoenix right? But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. if, the, if you listen, you probably have a good man. If you were in Florida trying to sit outside right now, you're getting torn up. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It's, uh, yeah, we got a fig tree and a bunch of citrus trees back here. So the bugs are out. But, um, okay. but yeah, so. You know, the extender line is something I'm really excited about scaling. My goal is every gun shop in America within three or five years, you see a whole you know section on the wall of, of what would make sense for that pistol, whether it's a plus five for a double stack or a plus two or three for a single stack. And now, of course, we've got, you know, some hybrid uh, magazines out and uh, we are definitely, definitely um, close to entering that space in a big way. Um, but really, like I like the smaller pistols for extenders in particular because, you know, a lot of pistols, like Hank, you're a big guy. Mm -hmm. You know, if we walk around Chacho together, if all the heavily marketed smaller pistols, like a Shield mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, 365 or an SK, you can't get your hand at any of those, correct? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so in addition to just saying, hey, let's, you know, up our clipazine status, mm -hmm. right, <laughs> in terms of liberals, you're also saying now I can actually handle the firearm. Yeah. And uh, I, want a 30, seen, I want a 30, 40 round magazine for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm carrying, a, if yeah, I mean, I'm carrying it, a 43, I want a 30 rounder. I'll just keep that in my back pocket. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so I mean, the, in the Glock space, that that market, you know, is is well established. Uh, it it shocks me candidly um, how the Glock market has um, 
really turned into the AR-15 market version two. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know that there's quite a few manufacturers I work with because I make a lot of plastic parts for other folks and I'm always helping other companies out. They were even talking about getting out of the AR space completely prior to the, you know, COVID, et cetera, 2020 as a whole, because they're like, look, the Glock market's that much hotter. Our margins are that much stronger. And of course now, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Glock or AR, you're, if you have either or both, you're winning. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that Glock market's become, I mean, just such a monstrous segment of the industry that just mm-hmm. baffles me. But, uh, yeah. but I think that, you know, there's some, we have some different technologies that, uh, you know, high quality mags and extenders that uh, should do well in that space once they're out. Yeah. I think okay. that's, go ahead, Walt. Uh, okay. Uh, Expo, Expo, Expo Warrior mm-hmm. was asking about, or talking about these guys, the adjustable mm-hmm. AR grip. Yeah. Yeah. Been wanting to try it, he says. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we're, we're selling gazillions of those again. I mean, it's it's been, you know, we've had years where we sold six figures in units of those, and we've had years where we you know, felt like we barely sold five figures of units. And then this year it's now, you know, back to five figures a month. Um, so that, that grip's been popular for years. Um, I think the key reason why it hasn't been even more popular um, is that, you know, we, we haven't been able to get as many high volume OEM uh, manufacturers as we would have liked. Uh, I kind of learned the hard way that they want to buy a complete set from you, not just a grip. They don't want to piecemeal a, a firearm together. Um, Smaller guys will, but the big fish, you know, they want to buy a, a stock, you know, and a stock, grip. a handguard, mag, a grip, trigger guard, all is one package. So, okay, um, it's a good grip. You'll love it. I mean, we've never had one break ever. Mm-hmm. Um, some big names have tested it, and uh, a big man has hung from a roof with it. So, uh, or hung on off a rope. We had a 320 pound guy hang off a rope, uh, hanging onto the grip. So, with the <laughs> so it, okay. they don't break. Um, you'll you'll dig them for sure uh, if you're interested in trying them out. Yeah, well, I'm sure Walter has one. I've got one. We need to we need to slap that on something and uh, and and you know see how that is, Walter. Um, I will. We will. We will. Yeah, coming up here. Yeah, a little quick insight into like X Tech. When I talk about mentioned earlier, like I'm not interested in just making a product to make a product. We always have to see that we believe in the solution. Mm-hmm. So that product was actually the mindset was, you know, when you are a a, a large agency and you want to commonize the uses of products, right? You want to buy for, let's say, the, the Marine Corps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one size doesn't fit all. We all know that, right? Mm-hmm. What your preference is versus mine versus Walter's versus everyone in the comments, we're all going to have unique preferences and we're all going to have unique needs, right? Based on our body and based on our usage. So the idea there was those grip angles we didn't invent, they were popularized, they were, you know, advantageous to different people or different situations. So it was really one size fits all for, for massive ordering mm-hmm. groups was the mentality behind it because as your hand extends out you're going to add more angle to it the further out your hand goes so if you just do this exercise right put your hand out you're going to have more angle there as you bring it closer it's going to more that's natural ergonomics of your Mm -hmm. your body Mm -hmm. um so anyway there's a time and place even the same person like i get the 17 if i'm running like a pistol or something small with like a brace i'm trying to shoot prone all the time i run 25 you know that's Mm -hmm. kind of the deal there but anyway I think that is one of the problems in overall in the industry that everything it's go, to go back to you, you talking about the smaller guns. A lot of those guns are designed for either really small dudes or women. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. And, and a lot of people just, you know, you know this, I know this. And I think as a manufacturer, I'm frustrated and as a guy who, you know, won't just 
say something, something it's not, you know, before you talk about something, say more than it, it exists, you get your hands on it, you review it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's frustrating for some of us in that way where you just see something popularized because of marketing, right? <laughs> you don't see people actually going, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people have called me and say, hey, you know, the 365, everyone said it's awesome. I bought it. I can't get my hand on it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, and, yeah, and I definitely eventually it, it is, it is a good gun, um, but I don't. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me with the it just doesn't feel like uh, enough. I'm not grabbing enough. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Which so I think we, is important. We do, have, so. we, we do have something coming for that in a couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, if you need your hands on one, I'll get one out to you to check oh, out. Yeah, I, I still have one. Lola likes it, but she's got a little tiny, uh, little tiny hands. So gotcha. You know, right, I, I got know, a Walter, low... I, do you 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 probably have that same thing. You got big ham hooks, like like yeah. I but I I I I carry a little pistol in my pocket, so I just a I pocket, yeah. myself I realize that it's small, and that's the way it is. Yeah. If right. I throw it, if I throw a thirty round mag on it, it's not pocketed. Anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it, it, you can't. That's that's where you got it. People say, "Oh, I want the big grip." Well, then you're going to sacrifice the compactness in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, for for sure, uh, Walter. But that's why I was saying that's why, like, in my opinion, I would like to have that as a backup magazine, like a you know, well, yeah, capacity. As yeah, a yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about thirty, but that's kind of the fun with the extenders. Uh, I'll take thirty, fifty, a hundred, whatever works. <laughs> yeah. Belt fed adapter. Okay, yeah. It looks like Jeremy's getting. He's changing his setup here. So. Sorry, I'm, my computer was beeping at me. I'm low power, so I got to get plugged in. Yeah. Good to go now. Oh, okay. But yeah, so like, you know, the extenders are actually a really fun project, honestly, because we look at each firearm and go, you know, what what should this be, right? And then the goal is to make it as close to factory in appearance where it looks like, hey, man, this would have been cool if in the shield case Smith & Wesson did it or, you know, in the VP9SK, H&K did it. That's kind of our goal. It's not just you know, slap a piece of billet aluminum on it. It's pink or blue or green. And I understand people like Gucci stuff, but I personally don't. And I think you see it in our products, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I like things that look tasteful and uh, that doesn't mean it's wrong, but that's just my thing. And I think the, the mass markets generally like things that look more factory driven. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Sorry. And I would say that to me, um, the, what I would like about something like that having now I, owe, I I've got backups in different places, right? So I actually have a Glock as a backup that I typically carry, uh, like a Glock, um, what is it, Glock 19, all right? And I've got a 33 rounder with that, but on me right now, I have a 43. But, mo you know, not everyone does that. But the thing with a, with a bigger magazine that could work on something like that, you could always keep just the magazine in your car. You're not taking as big right. a risk as, oh, what happens if someone breaks in here and takes this thing or a kid, whatever, right? Someone finds a magazine because it's separate from the gun. You have the gun on you. Now you need that thing. You could drop the magazine, put in uh, a bigger magazine, have a better purchase on it as well as uh, more uh, more hot lead that you could spit down right You know, to your point, Hank, I mean, I've never – met someone or talked to someone who, you know, uses a firearm for their career or has been forced to use a firearm, you know, to defend themselves and said, oh, I'm so bummed I had an extra mag that I didn't use. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you look at, yeah. it's funny, like I was, I just, you know, swapping out trucks, I'm cleaning out my other truck and it's a little silly. And it, we went on some big family road trips this year, you know, mm -hmm. 24 hour drive type things. And mm -hmm. 
I'm just finding AK mags and BP9 mags and PPS mags and, you know, any of my kind of common carry stuff. I mean, I think I've had a total of like 64 magazines out of my truck that wow. I, if you would have asked me how many I had, I probably would have told you 20, you know, right? Yeah. It was just right. every, every spot you could hide one. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of us kind of forget that, you know, I, I go in different environments where I carry. And a lot of times that little PPS mod too, I'm a lefty. I really like that pistol. And, but, you know, is how far a seven rounds going to take you, right? And, mm-hmm. and hopefully it'll do the job, but it doesn't hurt. Like my briefcase, I typically have four extra mags in here, you know, and I'll walk into yeah. a corporate environment. And, yeah. You know, at least you got something. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good until, you know, you're that person in your Prius that accidentally drives into a protest and the right. dudes decide to huh. chase you down. Well, especially <laughs> now, right? I mean, now more than ever, yeah. the the you know, the likelihood of us being involved in something with more than one threat Mm -hmm. is exponentially higher than it was, you know, a year ago. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, and that's where the AK, you know, is always in my truck. I keep an AK in my SUV. I keep an AK and, you know, you gotta just, if you're taking a vehicle out, you gotta, you gotta be somewhat ready as ready as you can be. Um, it's realistic, right? Yeah. Walter, what are you saying? Smash the gas no, pedal? I mean, you know, if, if they're going to get you in your car, you just push the gas pedal. Oh, that's what this new truck's for, right? You don't stop to discuss things and no. talk about no, it. You, you just push the gas pedal. Yeah. yeah Have going. you guys chatted about that absolutely ludicrous California video yet with the, that, that, I don't remember what the person was, but, um, you know, someone jumped on a hood of a, a the police car. Please, car. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that was really. Awesome. What do I you, mean, what, yeah, what know, do you I think the cops going to come out? Like, Excuse me, sir. Do you mind? Right, right. If There's a mob so kind of is to get off my roof. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to give you a citation. Can I get your ID, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But I think people, he, people he it didn't take that much. He wasn't even going that fast. Nope. It just spun yeah. him right off. He just slipped right, like freaking Dukes of Hazard style, right off that bad boy. No, um, it's it's just uh, it, it's it's wacky times right now, and I'm yeah. just uh, you know it's it's made me want to. I don't know about you guys, but in what kind of setting? I've never been to your house, Inc. But you know, I, I've had a desire to to relocate to a more rural area just because uh, you know I don't I want to be further from any any fight. You know, um, mm-hmm. when it comes to my family safety, I'm, I'm not one to go looking for a fight. You know, and and the better I can protect them, the better off I am. But I think there's a lot of Americans that are thinking the same way, at least in my circle of you know, get me out of the city, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live in I live out in the in the country, so. And I so love you already it. set up that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's freaking awesome, living out in the country. So, um, you know, I mean, we we all can't do it, and there are there's always you know pros and cons. Living out in sure. the country, there's no good internet. I wish there was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you probably don't have you probably don't have Amazon Fresh delivering groceries every day like we do. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was watching uh, Robski before uh-huh. I came on here, Uh-oh. and he he has the same problem too. People were asking him, "Why don't you do live videos anymore? Why don't you do live feeds?" He goes, "My internet sucks." Yeah, because he lives out in the country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're spending a ton of money to have this, uh, to rent this space here um, and, you know, pay all the bills associated with that in order to do this so that we could, you know, so that we could do this and, and, and come out, um, you know, and do this live thing all the time. But uh, trust me, at the end of this night, Lola gets in her car, I get in my car, and we're driving for about 30, 35 minutes 
or so to get home, talking to each other on the phone <laughs> in cars right behind or in front of each other because we know by the time we get back there, it's not, you know, by the time we get back, Lola doesn't even want to talk to me. Usually somewhere <laughs> in that ride, I have annoyed the crap out of her. And so she goes in there and she's like, don't, don't even talk to me anymore. She says 45 so, minutes. <laughs> so, so, Hank, one, go ahead. Go ahead, Walt. Uh, I was just going to say, we were talking about the internet. Do you think the Skylink thing will fix all that? Um, you mean um, Elon Musk thing? Yeah, about, well? yeah. Mm. With 700 satellites up there already. Wait, he's got 700? 700. Okay, so they're testing that already, right? They're just not testing it. Where they are they just, testing they just, it? In Africa or something? No, there have been some people testing it here, too. But, yeah, they've, mm. they've, they've, they just launched another one the other day. Yeah. So they I got 700 satellites. I hope it does. I've never met Elon personally, but um, I'm a strong acquaintance with the guy who they bought the uh, F1s back in the day together and claims to know Elon very well. And we had a couple, you know, uh, healthy debates about uh, our views on, on Elon's business model. But what's interesting is he said Elon's basically not a bad dude. He justifies every decision he's made about, you know, uh, achieving taxpayer dollars. Because he firmly believes the world will cease to exist within seven years, and we've got to get human life on Mars to keep save the human race. Which, <laughs> seven years, huh? Swear to God, I mean, this he is, sounds like I mean, Al Gore. That, you know, I, I've seen the pictures. I know the yeah. guy knows him well. I mean, the, the guy's a very well-off guy here in Phoenix, and uh, they, I, it's correct they know each other, but I, I've never. Uh, this planet, this planet now. will be here seven hundred years from now. Seven thousand years. <laughs> it'll be here. It'll be seven hundred thousand years. Seven hundred thousand years from now. Yeah, yeah. And, look out and, for the cow farts. Those cow farts are coming for us, though. So. Yeah. And, and, and whether we're here or not, it does not care. No, it doesn't. It will still <laughs> right be spinning. Here. It could be a massive freaking asteroid could hit the planet, and only half of it is spinning around. You know, and the core is exposed or whatever. It'll still be here, man. It doesn't care. Yeah. But, you know, listen, I don't know if we really want to, because I can get real mad about <laughs> the, what happened. Because, look, didn't didn't the government give a bunch of money to, um, to, to like, the, the phone companies and all that in order to put um, higher speed internet? Let's, let's, go, let's go back in time a little bit. That yeah. happened during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were gonna they were gonna get the internet out in the rural areas mm -hmm. for the folks, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And now I would venture to say that most of those companies that got that money were probably political donors. Probably, I would probably Is, say but that. Isn't so. that what AT and T used to take over? Um, like um, Sprint wasn't it Sprint? No, what's the name of the cable provider that they took over? The guys who do Dish, I think it was Dish Network. A Dish Network, yeah. Yeah. They used that. They didn't actually do that thing. They just bought stuff with it, right? Yeah. Most of these guys didn't do anything. So, well, of course they didn't. It wasn't well, about government that. money. I mean, that's like the whole Elon Musk thing, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like yeah. you had SpaceX uh, and uh, Solar City and Tesla. Mm -hmm. What do they all have in common? <laughs> right? Government I mean, that's now, so here's the thing. Oh, I, I'll, Go ahead, I'll, Walt. Go ahead. I'll give them credit on SpaceX. They're making it work. Well, I okay. think we need to. We, we cannot, right? We cannot. The, the, what we are is America, right? We cannot afford to not spend money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On on getting into space, space. and doing things in space, we just it, can't. It, we have to spend money, and I think it's well, probably better in Elon Musk's hands than whatever these idiots were doing. I mean, we had we had shuttles from from the eighties, 
And eventually we had yeah. to stop that, and we have we like we couldn't go back to the moon and all that crap. So we we have a twenty year old space station up there that's starting to fall apart. Yeah. Okay. But if you look and at the the Falcon One, able to like launch and then come back on its own and land, land? itself and all yeah, that—that's pretty badass. I have to give. Yeah. Credit if the government was yeah. left up to that, I there's no way Never we would do be it. doing that. No. No, it, I would 100% agree that privatization is is always a better situation than you know the the government, right? And it's just mm-hmm. uh, when you look at uh, you know it, it'd be one thing is if if we voted as a people, hey, you know. Americans, we're going to invest into uh, yeah. and make Tesla a thing, and we all get stock. Yeah. Well, so uh, Tesla. Yeah. The, yeah. So the car side of it, I don't agree with. The car yeah. side of it, I don't agree with. Yeah, it's not necessary. And I'm not saying that like like Tesla's probably making um, the better electric car that's out there in terms of if you look at electric cars, they're like all phones. around. They, yeah, 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 they're like phones. So I think other companies are getting into the business, but they can't actually compete with Tesla because. They're doing better battery times and all of that kind of stuff, and they're upgrading Tesla's over good. the air, huh? Tesla's Tesla's got the government. Yeah, but they've got too. the government money, and so I have a problem with that. Right. And because because Tesla is out there, and they are good, so I'm just trying to I'm trying to be fair and balanced on this and tell you guys how I really think about it. Um, looking, you know, I spent a lot of time looking at the car space, because um, and I see like a Tesla electric car as a phone. And I don't really buy a phone anymore. I like lease that phone for whatever time. And when I'm done, when I'm done with that, I upgrade because what I'm doing, a lot of my stuff takes place on the phone. Um, so Teslas are more like phones, but the car companies are building electric cars like their cars, and it's it's got to be somewhere in the middle of that, right? Right. And the thing that makes me mad is Tesla's doing it with our money, and then everyone's like, well. You know, we got Teslas, so everything could just be electric now. No, it can't. No, no. No, we still don't. I mean, Tesla, without government subsidies and government support, they still can't sell a vehicle at what an American consumer will spend no. and make a profit. Yeah, and they, same have, with the they haven't made a car, car that I would like. – the, the only car I would consider buying from Tesla is the Cybertruck. <laughs> and that's not around. So yeah, no, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got the big drama down here. What was it Nikolai or Nikola Motors? That, Nicole, that yeah. just all fell apart. Yeah, I mean those those things looked pretty rad. I mean what they said they were, and then but that whole deal it's is hard for apart a, it's hard fast. for a new company to come out and get, and be competitive without our money. And yes, Tesla got our money. And for Tesla, here's one of the things. Like if you if anyone out there watches Rich Rebuilds. Which um, he's that he's the black guy that does, like he he built a Tesla from salvage, you know he found a salvage Tesla. Yeah, yeah, he bought one, thought he was doing like some kind of cheap thing. It was in flood damage, and then he realized it was crap. He had to get another one, and I think he wound up buying like three Teslas to build one. But he, right, does, he couldn't get parts. Yeah. yeah, he does good videos, but what he says about Tesla is that used or salvaged Tesla bricks those things. If you try to plug into their charging thing and fast charge and do all that stuff. And that's not, that's totally ridiculous considering the fact that the taxpayers paid for Tesla. They shouldn't be able to right. lock people out of stuff like that, right? When, yeah, when, if you buy any like other car, you can, you can do anything you want to do with that car. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you can swap, uh, you know, a uh, different engine into it and everything. I mean, yeah. it's all, like the phone The phone analogy, I actually have never heard someone phrase it that way, but I, I totally agree with it. That's a great, that's a great correlation. That's what it is. They don't, when, when Teslas get old, they don't want you to keep taking care of it and pass it down to your kids and all that craziness. They want you to get a new one. 
And so you're spending 90 grand on like a Model S and then what, five years later, it's worth zero. So your cost of ownership, you know, you buy a new truck, it's about three grand a year, right? Mm -hmm. With depreciation or whatever, Mm -hmm. if you don't go crazy and, you know, basics. Mm -hmm. So now you went from three grand a year to almost $20,000 a year. Yeah. But you're not spending money on theoretically, but you're sending money to charge it. I mean, and then you got, it's just, it doesn't pencil. And that's where this whole, you know, uh, electric car thing. politicians is just insane. It's absolutely insane yeah. that they're suggesting that we're anywhere close. Did Tesla I mean, pay back the, the did Elon Musk pay back the money that uh, the government gave him for Tesla or no? Did that uh, ever get paid back? I don't know. Someone, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. 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 I don't I mean, think I we should have done that. I think if you're going to go out of business, go out. By the way, can I tell you guys something? Tesla is not, even if, even if they didn't get the government money, I don't think they would have gone out of business. I'll tell you why. Anytime Elon Musk needs money, there's plenty of people out there ready to give him money, not just the government. Yeah, but is it's, is it enough to keep a, a business like that going day to day? They will do well, it. They'll, <laughs> they'll do it, and I'll tell you why. Because people want to. They want to own that technology. If if uh, if he ever goes out of business, they want the technology he's developed. But there's always people willing to invest in Tesla. That's why I'm not really sure why we had to. Why the government had to bail them out in the first place. Well, here's where it gets ludicrous, right? Where you had a valuation on Tesla higher than General Motors, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane. And to your but to your point, Hank, I mean, there's two different. I mean, I'm heavily in the startup community, mm-hmm. and he would have struggled to get funding because there's no in the act of making cars because it's a loss without the government, inter, yeah. you know, stepping in. Mm-hmm. He could have potentially gotten money as a think tank where you're just developing technologies mm-hmm. and hoping to solve those technologies, but. The act of making cars where you're losing money on each car, you're not going to get that funded. You know, it's, it's not a thing. It would have been a think tank like, you know, Silicon Valley is littered with think mm-hmm. tanks. And I work with, you know, quite a few of them in the med device. And they have, they're just going to lose millions of dollars and hopefully one day develop stuff that's worth more than the millions they lost. And mm-hmm. that's very common. And that's what it would have been. But actually producing vehicles at a loss, uh, you know, I, I, without government intervention, I don't think we'd see Teslas on the road. We may see as much or more technological advancement than Tesla's achieved because so much of their focus was put on production. Yeah, and they're unnecessarily changing the tradition of what a car is. So what I mean right. by that is like cars can live for a long time. You can you can p- completely rebuild a car. You you know, there's all these things you can do with what a car was before. But once we go into this whole phone thing, then it's like you know, does do you guys remember the sidekicks? Remember those sidekicks things? No one, no one's carrying <laughs> no. a sidekick right now. <laughs> you know? Well, honestly, so even an iPhone four, right? I mean, iPhone four or six or whatever year. I mean, you don't, you don't see anything right now older than a six. You know, I just upgraded last year from a six to whatever the, yeah. the cheapest ten thing At is. Some but point, well, that's what that's what Apple or any of these companies could do to you if you don't eventually upgrade. They, they just right. keep slowing it down when you upgrade the, the operating system and stuff like that. So that's the hard part of it. Like people have got beautiful cars from the beginning of cars, right? And they take care of those cars and they can do all kinds of stuff and you can rebuild them and you can do all these things. And what's going to happen is you can't do that anymore with what they, where they're going to. And basically, you're just going to be, you'll go in, you'll pay for this, then you'll be on to another thing and on to another thing. Um, and then even I think what's going to happen there is that combustion engines are going to become more valuable, especially the special cars, because soon you're not going to, like California is going to ban people uh, from even manufacturing those. 
There'll be no yeah, I mean, in California by then. It's almost like the, the <laughs> you know, if anyone's up, you guys are in Florida, so I'm sure you can't help but spend time on boats. But, you know, it's a two-stroke, which is four-stroke of boats, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, two-stroke parts have skyrocketed mm-hmm. for good two-stroke motors um, because of these mandates for everyone went strokes, you know. But, mm-hmm. um, Hank, one question I want to ask you, we sure. haven't had a chance to personally on it is uh what's your plans for shot show with all that's happening right now are you guys planning on going still yeah we were talking about that uh yeah walt you want to go first are you still well the the tables are paid for and and (laughs) (laughs) well i mean okay okay let me let me so if they have the show and you don't go uh, you get nothing yeah, you, you're not going to get anything from it. You're dead. You're um, dead to them after that. You're dead to them. You have to. Your whole spot gets well. Reset. No, uh, no, no. You've paid for it already. I mean, uh, if you skip a year and don't pay for it, you'll lose your stuff. Yeah, you lose right. your pref your preference, your space, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, you you could just not go and spend that for that ten by twenty space like we have, and and just you know, I guess write it off. But um, we'll probably end up going on on. Uh, uh, against my better judgment, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't well, know what kind tough. of show. I, I don't know what kind of show it's going to be because a lot of people it's, aren't going to. A lot of spectator type people aren't going to come. Yeah, we would. Yeah, just, I mean, we would just. So just to give you some context here, Jeremy, and I know you missed. You missed it, but um, there's a whole bunch of rules. So one of the rules we were reading through, and this this is rules for Nevada from the county. From yeah, the, from the county. So in an event that has over twenty five hundred people attending, you can only have ten percent of the total capacity there. That's the rules they wrote. So I know yeah, you're a numbers I guy. I know you're a numbers guy. Yeah. Calculate that for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, well, I know shot historically, like our our better years, we've been in this, you know, sixty to I think as high as in the seventy thousands range. Yeah. I don't know what their capacity is. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone says you got to clean like, the lens, you know, uh, Jeremy. I don't know if it's that. I think the uh, internet might be a little. I don't know if we can yeah. get Jeremy to clean up the lens a little bit. Wipe. I don't know if you got maybe some stuff on the lens, but. Uh, yeah he's also outside of the house he's outside so yeah other side yeah he's on wi-fi there you go hopefully not yeah there you go clean it up then we saw your belly button Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay and then try to center it try to center the camera a little bit more let's see i'll tell you when you're perfect a little bit more right there yeah there you go yeah, I'm sorry. So I interrupted you. What were you saying? No. So I mean, we've got the we up we did ten by ten the last two years. So we went same as Walter. Now we're ten by twenty. And um, you know, I haven't even read the rules more. It's been you know, I, I glanced at them, but it's just you know, a lot of the media guys. That's what I wanted to ask you, Hank. Is on your end is a lot of the media guys I'm talking to, folks that we both know are are not going now, and which is a, a mega bummer to you know guys like Walter and I, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, we'd, we'd love to have you go. Is kind of what I'm so, saying. So, <laughs> so my thing is, I um, so I did get approval, and and Lola and I have badges, or will be issued badges. The thing is, with all these restrictions they're talking about, and the things that we'll have to do, I'm not sure if it's going to happen. And I think that what people have been saying is NSSF isn't really gonna. They're gonna meet sometime in November, so they have to meet and decide whether or meeting. not they're doing this. Yeah. And if they decide not to do it, obviously none of us are going. If they decide to do it with all these restrictions, we really have to sit there and ask ourselves, 
if it's worth it to spend all the money to go down there and then you know maybe they'll you know maybe it'll be like what you what happens when you go to Best Buy or something right that only 10% of the building can be occupied at any time and everyone else is standing outside or doing some crazy you know if it becomes like a police state i don't know what's the point yeah no i i agree i mean i i can i'm guessing Walter you're in a similar boat to what we are in you know when you're by the time you book rooms or houses and travel and yeah. that kind of stuff you know the commitments we already made are you know around $20,000 even for a you know a, a smaller situation like we did right, out right. i mean i can't Call me cheap, but I, I, have, I have a hard time swallowing that pill and just saying I spent it too bad. You know, I'm you kind of you're kind of forced to go. And then, you know, honestly, it almost resorts back to like, you know, uh, if there's not a lot of consumers and not a lot of customers there, potential customers, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be more networking with other booths, right? Trying to figure out how Walter and I can invent the next great mini bike part so we can. Do- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm already working on oh, that. No. So. I know you haven't been looking at this whole mini bike saga. Also, <laughs> I, I'm working on that right now. So, uh. <laughs> yes, trust me, he's putting a lot of R and D. Walter calls it. Yeah, I can help you with the tax write-offs for two months. Yeah. So I can spend a million dollars real quick. <laughs> yeah, what I could say, I don't know if you want to answer that, Walter. Go ahead. What about not going or just yeah, like like, like I like I kind of said before, I don't want to stand there with a mask on and talk to people mumbling to each other where you can't understand what they're saying. Um, I was just thinking about this whole mask thing earlier. A lot of the people who go to shot show are old, hmm. and a lot of those old people are scared to death to be out in public because they're going to catch their death. You know, they're going to catch something. So no old so, people at shot show, you're saying? Oh, I'm not saying no old people, but they're not going to come. <laughs> Maybe. So I, I, I live right by a uh, retirement community, 55 plus. I think there's a segment of it that's 45 plus, uh, you know, pretty high end retirement community. And what's interesting here is, the, you know, obviously we're in Arizona. So, you know, I know Florida has been a topic in the news as well. But what's interesting is I talk to the business owners here locally because a lot of them are scared about getting shut down for not enforcing compliance for mass requirements, things like that, right? Restaurants and such, other small business owners I know here. Mm-hmm. And most their folks that will refuse to wear a mask are elderly. Um, and I don't know if it's just like I've lived my years. I'm, I'm good. I'm done. I don't know. Um, I think it's yeah. also that the mask restricts your breathing and stuff like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's not necessarily healthy for them to be out there restricting their breathing like that uh, you know I, 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 last weekend i was at a mini bike race at, at uh the cabbage patch bar here in florida with, during bike week right mm-hmm. not a mask in the whole place and there were thousands of people there um mm-hmm. and it's just but that that's a different kind of crowd too that's the kind of crowd that goes f the mask mm-hmm. you know they don't care you know they're 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 wild and crazy and all we're this all stuff. gonna have to like get this herd immunity thing one way or the other i think if, well, you're, is, if you're at high risk then hey you got to live in a bubble the thing that gets me is if it was so bad you everybody would be you would know somebody right now that was i don't know if you do or not and i did know people that got sick but it would be like everywhere but it's not you know yeah and I mean, the number's over 30 in my circles of, you know, circle out here of people who have gotten it. And honestly, I don't know anyone that had even something that I would compare to the worst shot show crud or generic right. I've, that we've gotten in past years. I mean, a couple of guys have fevers over 100 for a couple of days, and that's really been the worst cases I've heard of. Yeah, well, you know, I, obviously, people are dying. I appreciate that. But, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, a lot of guys, uh, we had a local, my local police department right in my community here, um, 
I think they had a total of like 18 guys that came down with it. I knew three and, you know, one guy was actually bedridden for a day out of the whole group. You know, some guys just had a headache. Some were asymptomatic because they knew they had exposure. I mean, after SHOT Show last year, on the, I got something, and it wasn't like a normal something. It was a little different. I mean, I had that dry cough, and I felt like crap for a few days. My son got the same thing. Um, and, and I've had the, I've caught colds and stuff from SHOT Show where you, you know, you're your nose is running in the whole nine yards, but this was a little different. And, you know, it, it took about two weeks to get back the full string. Um, yeah. But, you know, that place was crawling with Chinamen too. Yeah. I remember that shot show in January was full of Chinese. Aside from the show, they come there to gamble and everything else. And, and the, the Chinese new year was going on and they hadn't shut down. We hadn't shut down the air travel. So, well, so how actually how we learned about the first time I heard the word COVID and I had, you know, talked to some different folks about what was allegedly taking place in China all during that day. Um, actually, it was the next day because we actually first heard about it. We got some alert to our phone. It was like, you know, like the you know lost kid or intimate weather or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Intimate weather. My wife and I, my wife wanted to go to the Chinese New Year celebration at the Bellagio. And so we were sitting and watching that uh, David, I forget his last name, pianist to the president play and did the whole botanical gardens at the Bellagio. And of course, it's all Chinese people there, right? And then these yeah. alerts pop up and we're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> what's going on? But, but yeah, that, and, 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 and yeah. I, heard, I heard a figure that was like either 400,000 or 200,000 Chinese traveled to the U.S. before they shut down the... The airfare and some of the and some of those were coming right from Wuhan, so you know yeah. that stuff was being to all these cities all over the country. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 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 it, it, it's a tough topic. Period. You know, there's there's no there's no uh, mm-hmm. you know really yeah. You know, my, it's just a tough topic, but yeah, my um and we might go a little bit late here if you guys don't mind. I don't know if Walter has a hard break or anything like that, but obviously you know. Yeah, I don't know if you gotta. I don't know if you have to get out of here or not because it's nine. But we'll probably right. uh, go a little bit longer here. You guys who are hanging out with us, if you smash the thumbs ups, we would appreciate that. What I was gonna say, Jeremy, and I think I said this earlier. Um, if it's not gonna happen, or it looks like a lot of people aren't gonna go there, I think we have other things we can do to get stuff out. So we've got this technology that we're using and there's other things that we can all do and still get those things out and get it to the people. And in some ways it'll work better. In some ways it may not be as good. You know, people might not be able to get hands on with things, but I think we just have to like adapt and overcome and we have tools, um, you know, in the toolbox that we can use to still get things out. Totally. And I I think, you know, one thing unique about this industry and I'm, you know, I won't say names uh, in this, but I, you know, some of the larger companies I deal with, you know, there are topics, uh, topics come up of just not going right for mm-hmm. because of liability with employees. Some of the larger companies and, that would go to a shot, um, but also, it, you know, this industry is so short-sighted. And I've talked about that a lot uh, when I've talked to people about this industry. You know, in the standpoint of there's not a ton of money and effort spent on research and development. People aren't thinking about products, what the industry needs five years from now, such as they would in medical device or other spaces like that. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of frustrating for me where I'll talk to companies and they're like, well, we don't even need shock show this year. Sales are awesome. And I'm sitting there going, well, what about five years from now? Right. Like um, it, it seems like a lot of the, especially the larger, more established companies are kind of going, well, my sale, I, I sell everything I make. I don't, 
I don't need to do a marketing event right now. I think you know. I think that's true. I think we might see that. Rain gave us five bucks here. Uh, big thanks to Rain. Uh, Rain also says I can't wait for companies to research six G. I heard it's safer, but I'm still afraid of Skynet and AI in vehicles like Kit from Knight Rider. <laughs> um, yeah. So one one thing I'll do real quick, just uh, for, I didn't go grab a speed mag, but mm -hmm. the first person to comment that correctly names what was the first X Tech tactical product, I will send a speed mag out to. Um, oh, and we'll, we'll okay. So, so right now, live go. Yeah. So if you can say right now, the first person we see in the comments that says. What is the first product that X Tech Tactical put out there? Jeremy's gonna send you the new Speed Mag. Ba boom! Let's see who does it. Everyone's right now searching uh, the Google machine. And let me uh, let me show you guys something. Uh, if you if you're looking out there, you want to know X Tech's um, the website. Just search X Tech Tactical. You can go to the website. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, and you can get a good look at the website and what it looks like and all the different things they have, like the smart laser. Uh, what, the, the smart laser's out. I never saw a smart. I didn't. I didn't see a smart laser. Yeah, we're and we're honestly about sold out of them. Mm -hmm. um, and we are um, revamping the product. I guess is mm -hmm. one way to put it. I, I've had the desire. I wanted to see how consumers uh, what they thought of the technology and mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's been a hit. Um, you know, we, we really kind of took a different approach to releasing that product. Um, but yeah, so we are we are now seeking to uh, take it to the next level. And also, uh, I have some other technologies I've been working on in the optics, lighting, laser space for the farmers market where I want to try and roll those into the next iteration. So um, we will have more smart lasers in stock. I think we still have some, um, mm -hmm. but it's like around 100 left. Um, and then we're we're at a crossroads right now do we order more at in thousands or do we um really put the pedal down and try and uh get the gen 2 going um which would make it smaller um you know price may go up slightly but uh no I th it's a really you know um, really cool technology especially for the new gun owner um someone who wants you know kind of the, the perfect thing for that sand pistol mm -hmm. yeah so there's lots of i don't know if you see the um comments coming in Oh, yeah, over there. Yeah, so I don't know if anyone said it yet. I'm not trying to give any clues. They're kind of vague, some of the answers. Yeah, some nope, people haven't. are just saying a magazine. Well, nope, I haven't, uh, haven't seen it yet. Yep, so we there did, you go. We did, we did talk about it at one point during this podcast, so just oh, throw it out. Oh, well, <laughs> if you were listening, if you were listening out there. Let me go to a couple of things while people are doing that uh, real quick here. There's a couple of things out there. Have you guys seen that there's some rappers now that it looks like they're either going to be working with uh, with uh, the old Trumpster or, um, you know, just outright supporting him? Like, um, for example, Ice Cube. Ice Cube said he's talking to Trump, right? You know, because it looks like Trump was the most interested in, uh, in like, working with him, I guess. Working with him. And, and yeah. what, what, what do you mean by working? Ice Cube, do, like, do you remember? Yo, 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 man. Yo, yo, today I was Trump a, rapping, you know. Yeah, it was a good day. Like I didn't that. have to use my AK. Good day, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so Ice Cube had a contract with America, which I read, and it was crazy nonsense. But he, uh -huh. but he wanted to see whether the Democrats or the Republicans would respond to him. And Trump, I think, was willing to cut out the most money, and the Democrats were like, wait till after the election type of deal. <laughs> So, um, yeah, bless their hearts. Yeah. 
So uh, did you did you post the answer up in there? I don't know what. Uh, someone just wrote it, so I'm just letting them know they we have a winner. Oh, what okay. was that again? The, the 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 grip. Oh. Okay. okay who was that? That was uh, Axe uh, Warrior. Congratulations. Oh, there you go. So he he gets one. Congratulations to Mike out there. Um. Yeah, Gunmetal Guy USA says thanks to Ice Cube for holding his ground with all the pushback, which he got a lot of pushback for saying that he was going to talk to Trump. Well, guess what? Fifty Cent now, basically endorsing the old Trumpster, and I'll just share that with you guys real quick. Uh, really? And by the way, this is in Newsweek, and it says a black CEO calls Fifty Cent opportunistic puppet after Trump endorsement. Um, and it says 50 Cent became the latest high-profile rapper to voice support of President Donald Trump, and the backlash arrived as quickly as it took for him to push the tweet button. Christopher Boozy, a black CEO, CEO and founder of Bot Sentinel, was one of the first prominent names to voice his opposition to the entertainer who was born Curtis Jackson. The controversy began yesterday when 50 Cent shared an image taken from CNBC's Power Lunch program that broke down what Joe Biden's tax plan would mean for different states. The rate showed a tax rate of 62% for New York, just below the 62.6% estimate for California. The rapper captioned it, the photo, what the F, vote for Trump, I'm out, F New York, the Knicks never win anyway. I don't care that Trump doesn't... Uh, like black people, 62%, are you out of your effing mind? Uh, and he goes on. So, yeah, that's basically, technically. You know what's interesting? He didn't, he didn't endorse, we, uh, he didn't endorse um, what's his name, um, Kanye. He didn't well, endorse, I think, you know, yeah. it's just insane to me how few people you talk to during this whole election cycle that even know, and how much, honestly, I even know about what, you know, Biden's plan would be like, it, it just, it seems like the topic is all about the people. And then there's such a jump to, to shame. Like, you know, someone's speaking out, like, I mean, actually the, the facts are the facts. What yeah. Obama did for, for minorities compared to what Trump's done for minorities. Yeah. When it's it hits your pocketbook, you're going to notice. Right. But people, the topic isn't even that. I mean, I remember watching debates of, you know, when, when Clinton ran for office and George W and, so much topic was on policy. Now it's more like it's not, it's not policy is the bottom line. And what you're electing is policy, you know, just indisputably you're electing policy. And I think what percentage of this country even knows, I mean, what, what Biden's policy is, you know, and, and how much does the media even care about what Trump's done from a factual standpoint? So it's just such a rush to shame. And I, I give props to people that take this and, you know, it, and I, and I hope those gentlemen would sit there and, and, and say, like, this isn't, you know, I'm trying to make this not about color, right? This is about black and white from a standpoint of simplicity. This is Trump's done good things do you, for, for Americans. Doesn't matter what color you are. Yeah, go do ahead. You wanna, do you want to give away more of your money so he can give it away? No. Well, and, and I mean, you want to attract the Constitution, right? That's what's up here. To me, this election and the, and the, what direction as a country we, we would be endangering our constitution as a whole. I mean, we've got the left agenda saying the constitution's out of date. And so let's just make up our own rules. The yeah. constitution is just as back then in those days, they had the exact same problems we have now. The only, thing, the only thing they didn't have is technology. 
That's Absolutely. it. Mm-hmm. They had the same scoundrels. They had the same thieves. They had the same whores. They had the same everything. People getting on their knees. To do- I mean, I think what you're getting at is, you know, humans are still humans, right? <laughs> the they human- just didn't have phones. They didn't have machine guns. They didn't have cars. But the mm-hmm. same problems, exact same problems. So all those things that they came up with, those old white guys that came up with that back then, it still applies today. 100%, Walt, you're right. And here's the yeah. thing. Who wants to give 62% <laughs> in taxes before you even pay your expenses? Well, well and and, and, thing, but, you know, like so many people, like the, there's a minority of Americans, right, that I feel no one talks about, right? And, and that minority of Americans, I think the three of us all fall into in the sense that, you know, we, we hustle, right? Meaning we're motivated to provide more security to our family financially. We're motivated to leave a legacy. We're motivated to make shit happen. Pardon my French, right? Mm-hmm. right, and, right. and those, you know, and you just look at the, the socialistic tendencies or the socialism already happening in this country that affect those people that like the three of us, and I'm sure a lot of the people, you know, commenting here on the same boat where, you know, you're not, if you, if you make 30 grand a year, maybe you're happy with it. Good for you. But, you know, those of us that don't fit in there and say, hey, I want to do more each year. It's just demoralizing to have that kind of a cap milestone where it hurts you more. That idea of a, a, a tax system, it's like, you know, I, I max out Social Security basically my entire adult life from a contribution standpoint. Why? And then it may not even be there, right? But my, my point is, it's not a woe is me. It's a, we should write laws that motivate people to do more, not right. discourage them from doing right, more. Right, right, and right. It's and, insane and, to me. And pay them for doing less. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, we have, a, you know, for our manufacturing company, you know, it has a lot of employees. Um, you know, you see people that are, you know, trying to work the system to get on state health care because if they make X dollars more, then they've got to spend, you know, 15 grand a year in premiums like I do mm-hmm. for high deductible. I mean, it's like, it's demotivating, right? It's like asking, you know, telling a duck, well, go fly, you know, be a snow, you know, be a snowbird, go fly north for the winter. It's like, why? You're just feeding me right here. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's so backwards. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. DCG 44 um, says 62% means unemployment pays better. And yeah, if you're a wealthy dude, like, like 50 cent, you're just going to go, why bother? What? Well, you're I'm just gonna take probably that, that, that's 60 you're gonna play games. You're going to play every game you can. You're going to you're going to walk the lines. I mean, and and that's the whole thing is like because you have that other group, right, like Romney uh, or people would argue like Trump that make enough where they can they can take advantage of the, the the laws that are there. But, you know, if you're someone making six figures, whether it's 100 grand a year or 500 grand a year or 800 grand a year, you're still an honest guy. And, you know, depending where you live in the country, half a million dollars a year isn't that much money. Right. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it, it's actually not when you look at cost of living in certain areas or if you have a family to feed and you want to put cut your kids through, you know, college and you have a couple kids, mm-hmm. you're not buying an island ever at a half billion dollars a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, maybe with no electricity in the keys, maybe, you know, it's a deep spot, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and so many people just take that data and go, you know, it's always how how do you you're trying to climb enough where you can make interest income versus uh, income, you know, actual earned income and save money on taxes, but you can never get there, right? It's, it's, that, it's that jumping from what people would call middle class to upper middle class to wealthy mm-hmm. that is such a, you know, that climb's been harder and harder to make, you know, yeah. and, and, and no one really talks about that subsect of folks. I think there's a lot of Americans that fit into that. 
and you can be making, don't get me wrong, if you're watching this and you make $10 an hour right now, it doesn't mean if you have the mindset that you want to accomplish things, you're in that group. Um, you may not be there financially right now, but you're still in that group. And anything that discourages you from, from winning and, and you know, growing and building value in the world, I think is a terrible law. And we are flooded with those laws. Yeah. Walter, you going to say something? Yeah, well, I, I was, but I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. No worries. Yeah, you know, people don't understand. It's like everybody that like in Florida, they're trying to push this thing where they're going to knock the, the minimum wage up to $15 an hour. You, the, 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 the guy that works for 15 if, if that happens all the businesses are going to raise their prices to make up you're not going to you're not going to all of a sudden become you know a high on the hog with your 15 dollars an hour you're going to you're going to end up paying instead of a, a, a ten dollars for your mcdonald's meal you're going to pay 15 and everything will go up to take to to compensate for that you know? mm-hmm. um so well, and then you pair that Walter with the, you know, the generations, uh, the personality of the generations as a whole. Uh, if I were to, you know, we have a very entitled society, right? So, you know, as an employer, and I asked you to hire me and give me a path to make a million dollars a year, would you say no? Or would you look and study how I'm going to earn enough money to justify that million dollars, right? If you're, I'm an employer, you're an employer. Mm-hmm. I don't say no to people if they have a dream. It's mm-hmm. just show me. You have to come from a place of bring me the value and ask for an appropriate yeah. reward for that value. And conversation doesn't happen in this country much. Anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, none of the, um, yeah. I mean, uh, showing up is I not value. Nobody works for me from me. No, 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 no. And, and, and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of them can't even show up. So, mm-hmm. um, they have a hard time getting there for yeah. whatever reason. I think at the yeah. end no, of the no. day, at the end of the day here, people looking at this, um, well, and definitely the people who are going to vote, regardless of what their economic situation is or whatever else they're concerned about, I think they're looking at this and they, they can see that, uh, you know, what the Democrats are putting out here is BS, right? You can't magically, the guys who have all the money in America, because I, I don't know, even they say, hey, they're not going to tax anyone who makes under $400,000. Bullshit. Bullshit. But, but here's the thing. The dudes who have the serious money in America, they're already in a position, you're not touching them. You're not yeah, touching they got them. Stuff, and, yeah. and they could yeah. do, they could, uh, like Jeremy was saying, they could play games, they could put their things, they've got all kinds of things already set up in order to right, do right. that. What you need to do is get out of the way of the economy. Right. Instead of just trying yep. to fix all of these things by we're going to tax, we're going to tax our way to this. Ultimately, those people who you want to help are going to suffer when everything dries up. Why are people leaving California and New York? Why? That's what 50 is talking about right there. Why? Why did manufacturing go overseas? Because right. the government got involved with EPA. They got involved with the lawyers and they got involved with every all this all these regulations, mm-hmm. and the companies say, "Hey, fuck! I'll go have some I'll go have some Chinese slave guy do it, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll make I'll make twice as much money." Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, Trump's defense, I think he could do a lot better job of articulating it in the debates. I, I don't think anyone here would argue that he can, you know, he Pence yeah. is a better debater. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, every, with every, said, anybody with a brain know how she got where she got. Yeah, and, and you look at Biden's roles and 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 his historic votes and and the Democratic Party as a whole, their 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 history on what led to jobs going overseas was very very significant. Um, he's coasted for forty seven years. He's done nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know it, it's you know it is exciting though on the manufacturing side to see there's a lot of uh, 
you know, what's interesting is there was a there's a there's a bill floating through Congress that I haven't seen materialize. And, you know, I think there's been so much focus on slamming, shaming and impeachment noise to ever get anywhere with it. But there was a lot of topic about um, I, I'm a partner in a sourcing company and uh, about requiring essential products uh, as deemed by the U.S. government. If you produce them, you had to make 50 percent in the U.S., and as a result of that, I expected to be ran over with RFQs, which we got them for what you know would be obviously essential products such as medical devices, et cetera. But really, the reshoring I've seen has been, you know, plumbing, uh, pool products. It's all the other stuff where guys are going, well, I've been wanting to move for years. The tariffs, you know, kind of given me a financial reason to move, and now I'm worried about this bill coming to pass that would make it so I can't move. You know, U.S. prices will rise and, and backlog and, you know, um, will go. And it's been a lot of uh, kind of unregulated products that I've seen come back to the U.S. on my side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we could we could actually keep going on this, but we are yeah. like 20 minutes over the normal time. So uh, I'm going to break this up. I mean, I think what we need to do is get Jeremy to come back. Hopefully Absolutely. by then he's got his monster truck sorted out. Tire is fixed. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Get your tires figured yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, but, tires are done. I'm good to go there now. So. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but that ladder so, is out of order. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Walter a chance, and then Jeremy, Walter, tell okay. the folks out there uh, if they want to if they want to follow up with Safety Harbor Firearms on anything or see what you guys are up to. What what should they do? They can check us out, Safety Harbor Firearms, on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you can also safetyhourfarms.com. Call the shop. Uh, you can email. It, don't get upset if we don't. I don't respond to your email immediately because I'm, you know, we're we're kind of small. Um, yeah, but and, and he's then there's busy that, making mini bikes or riding them. I did not do that all day today. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> uh, uh, I was tempted. I was tempted. Um, but um, and then there's also stenparts.com for the stenparts stuff. And then there's Dirtfoot Racing for the Denny mini bike stuff. So um, that's on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram yeah. also. Yeah. Um, I haven't started selling any mini bike stuff. That's coming up. So I'm just oh. thinking about stuff. So. All right, cool, cool. Jeremy, yeah. for the folks out there who want to follow up with you, if they've got more questions or they just want to see, uh, you know, what Xtech's all about, how could they do that? Sure. Uh, Xtechtactical.com is our website. Um, we also have Instagram, Facebook. Um, and, uh, yeah, we do our best to keep up right now. Um, and so if you have to message us twice, I'm sorry. Um, it's not an urgent with an order question. Um, but yeah, we'd love to talk with you and, uh, get to know you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I was running in a little bit of the website there for the people who are watching. Um, if you, you know, these guys are easy to find online. We will, we'll be doing some more stuff here. Um, you know, it's getting cooler on the range, so, yeah, be getting out there sure. and testing things and all that kind of stuff. You guys are going to see some of that incorporated in this. Hopefully, we'll get out there to X-Tech soon, and we'll get Jeremy back. Uh, we'll get him back over here. So, um, you know, feel feel free to reach out to him or Walter. Stay there, the two of you guys. Big thanks to Walter Arms for sponsoring the show. Don't forget about HankStrange.com, guys. I'm going to roll in the end. There it goes. Make sure you guys smash the uh, subscribe button, ring the bell. So you can be notified every time we go live. What we're going to do is pull the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all the other places that you get your audio podcasts. 
Um, thanks to these guys once again, Jeremy from X-Tech Tactical, as well as Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms. And all you guys out there, smash the thumbs ups now. I know we're getting out of here. We will see you tomorrow. We've got Rob Pincus, and we do have uh, someone was on the ground right there when it happened, um, that latest uh, NFAC uh, discharge situation that happened, and they'll be coming on tomorrow to talk to that. Um, and uh, we'll see you. We're out of here. Peace. Who wants the last word? Last word. Jeremy? Go nothing? Stay yes. safe, everyone. Yeah, yeah. it's great, great oh. to see you all. Yeah. Absolutely. We're out. Peace.